train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why that commercial went so long is we're way too high to be talking publicly. Okay, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I see what you're saying, folks. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I hear you. I'm on your side now. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just talking shit. Fire up the vaporizer. Let's do some more commercials. Yeah, we're not sure if this thing works yet. We're going to give it another few minutes because it still has red. Yeah, it's supposed I'm, to turn I'm green. excited about it, though. Apparently, it takes like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like a vaporizer slash bong type device. I could barely do a show these days where somebody doesn't show up with some new newfangled thing they want me to try. These wacky kids these days. Yeah, it's got to love them. Hmm, mine's, I'm sitting saying unable to connect to the internet, Brian. What does that mean? Oh, I just got deep. You blood. son of a bitch. <clears throat> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so people are complaining about these long-form commercials that we're doing. <clears throat> and uh, I don't mean to do that to you folks, but it's just no other way to do it. I don't know how to... I don't know how to... I'm not going to say the same thing every day exactly. That's too fucking boring. Well, you could tell the guests to shut the fuck up. You Why? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if you want it to go quicker. But I, no. I, I like it. I thought that yeah. was fine. Like That was like yeah. that felt to me like that's part of the show. And people like long podcasts. So you're just giving them more. Just tell them, I'm giving you more, fucker. Shut up. Yes, but it's because of money. That's why. That's why it freaks them out that you're, doing it, you're making money. Like, you yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, but you're like totally. You're, you motherfucker. Everyone's saying whatever they want about the product. It's not like yeah. we're just sitting. It's not like we're the sham wow guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Shame Who tries to say that. funny things and they're just ridiculous? The Martini, is, bikini, linguini. Like, what the a, fuck are you does, talking about? Does the Sham White guy, does he have a podcast? I don't know. Uh, I would like to have. He was in jail for beating this, a girl or something. I think everyone has podcasts now. It's kind of scary. Didn't some chick, like a hooker, bite his tongue or something? Yeah, that's shit? it. That's it. Ooh. Oh, God. Man. Yeah. <laughs> a hooker bites your tongue, dude. You've hit a wall in life. Sham ow. You have hit a fucking wall in life. <laughs> When a hooker bites your tongue, shit, fuck. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. What a disaster! You know, because human bites are like dangerous. They're dangerous. They're like really toxic. We have nasty mouths. We're like as dangerous, if not more dangerous, <clears throat> than most wild animals. Yeah, I have a yeast infection in my mouth. Why do you? Keep Why do you keep having yeast infections, <laughs> man? <laughs> when is it gonna stop? Do you go down your girl when she has a yeast infection? Why aren't you drinking cranberry juice? No, I'm just kidding. Have you ever gone down on a girl who has a yeast infection? I don't know. I've never. I, I don't know. Probably. I have no idea of what. There's a, a yeast lot of girls right really now that is. are getting angry at this conversation. Tastes like bread, right? That. When you do that, this is a, like a this delicious is a bread. That will, yeah, or beer. It's like fish, yeah. fish bread. I, this fish is a bread. subject that makes women angry. Yeah, it makes them really angry. I like fuck just girls on men are talking about. Have it. you ever fucked a girl with a like a urinary tract infection where it's like you know like oh that's where cranberry like juice blood's just in. juicing everywhere oh, and it's like black blood and it smells like. Oh, vinegar or something. Oh. I don't see why women wouldn't enjoy this conversation. <laughs> yeah, holy, it's got to be a tough crap. thing to take care of, you know. Uh, oh, it's uh, so much maintenance. It's the difference between <laughs> washing a car and being a mechanic. That's what it's like. It's like men just have to keep their fucking car washed. Yeah, you know, keep your car washed, wax the hood, boom, you're done. Yeah, women have a fucking whole internal thing yeah, there. They got to yeah. get in there. They got to get under catch the catch mechanism for loads. They're, they're fucking kangaroos. A human factory inside their box. They have a human yeah. factory in there. I mean, shit. Yeah, all we're doing they is shooting. Crankshaft. Yeah. 
we have <laughs> balls that make loads. That's what we have, and those loads make people. It's really no big deal for us. <laughs> they have a human making machine inside their vagina. Yeah. Shit. What the fuck, man? What's up, Doug? Where have you been? All over the place. You've been on the road like nonstop. I can't, stop I can't lately, even remember. Right? Like every time I'm in LA, somebody goes, "Where were you last weekend?" I don't know. I went some places. Are you a constant road Flag guy? Flagstaff and Phoenix last weekend. Yeah, and I, but I, I'm really going where I want to go when I want to go there. Like for the next couple of months, I'm only playing gigs in California and Florida to avoid winter weather. Do you have plants? No. Yeah, no, 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 but I'm, I'm home. I, I, I've always, I've kind of gotten into a pattern in my career of always trying to be home for a few days, then out for a few days. I never go away for a long time or, yeah. or, or stay home for a long time. I just sort of. That the go away for a couple of days and come back is the best way. When people go out for like three months at a time and Ugh. all they do is tour, that that's like you might as well be crazy. in a band if you're going to yeah. do that. You know? Yeah, I watched that Dane Cook tourgasm. You know where he and yeah. all those guys and Bobby and those Kelly, three poor guys. Yeah, they all went <laughs> toured around. They went toured around. I like all those day. guys, and I feel so bad for them having to, like because they do stuff like today we're gonna go ride horses. <laughs> To see what wackiness happens. And then Robert Kelly falls off the fucking horse and breaks his arm. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you didn't even need to go horse back riding. You could have just been hanging out in a condo like you would if you were out doing your own gig somewhere. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. What? There was, um, what? Did Robert Kelly break his arm? Yeah, or twisted it or something. He had a, because during a lot of uh, tourgasm, he has like a, some sort of cast or sling on his arm, I think. Is that what happened? I remember there was like an audio that they were playing on Opie and Anthony. Oh, he was oh, talking oh. about his knee, right? Like, oh, yeah. He yeah. hurt his knee. He broke his knee. I broke my knee, man. I broke my knee, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, just confusing everything. I remember. Into one, but those guys, one like, one, that yeah. had to be really stressful to go on the road. I only did it once with that Charlie Murphy thing. Me and Charlie Murphy and John Heffron. And uh, it was it was not the most fun because we weren't doing well, like ticket sales. We didn't do well in a lot of places. Like uh, the promotion wasn't the best. So a lot of people had no idea we were even in their towns. It turned out that we only did well in the places where I already did well and Charlie already did well. It wasn't really like a good, it wasn't a, a really well produced sort of an, a, it was a thing. Such a blur, too. Like, yeah. I don't remember anything. Like, I, re- yeah. I don't remember what city was what and what club was what. Well, uh, it, was, it did. And unfortunately, you know, this was before social media. Yeah. We, we didn't have like Twitter or anything like that. Can you imagine us then? having just, this yeah. stream show during that? that oh, it would have been crazy. so fun. Yeah, it would have been really fun. Yeah, to be in uh, a different town. And we, we were literally in a different town every night. We would wake up, stare at the ceiling, going, what the fuck, where am I? Yeah. The yeah, shows were awesome. It starts to blur together, for sure, the hotels yeah. and the airlines and the airports. And the shows were awesome, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a financial success. It didn't do well. The only play, it only did well in like half the places. Yeah. Is there a city that you don't like performing in? Like you just think, oh, it, the crowds <clears throat> always suck there? Because people always ask me about that. And I, I <clears throat> always have a great time everywhere I go. Well, you bring your own people now. You yeah, know? that's I think true. For a long but even time, as an opening act for other comics, I always, I never was like, oh, this city's, you know, they don't like me as much as, uh, you know, other cities. You know, like sometimes you get a bad crowd, but yeah, I don't well, find I don't find one city to be like, oh, that place, the crowds are always really stupid or, you know, like some places they skew old. Like I don't do well in Atlantic City because the crowds are just too old. Right. You know, and they're just like, what what the hell is he talking about? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Atlantic City is a tricky place. 
Yeah. That's a tricky place. I've done, uh, that. what is that big theater there? We did that? At the Borgata? Yeah. Did that a couple times. It's a tricky place. There's a lot of old people. It's a strange thing. It's like, it's sort of like trying to be Vegas, but it's just, uh, just a hair seedier, just a hair weirder, hair more possibility of murder in the air. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just a hair more. You know? It's, it's you know, it's... <laughs> It, it caters to you know to New Jersey and Philadelphia yeah. and you know everything around there. Like it's it's more like a localized like people come from all over the world for Vegas. Yeah. But if someone's coming from really far away, why are they going to Atlantic City? Yeah. that'd be that'd be a weird choice. And Atlantic City is essentially surrounded by dangerous cities. You know, <laughs> Vegas is essentially in the middle of nowhere. You know, you get past Barstow, and what the fuck is it? It's just a bunch of weird towns that don't make any sense. You know, that drive to Vegas is the real America, though. You know, it's it's a strange drive, but that drive to Vegas is that's the real America. Atlantic City, you have to go through Camden. You know, you pass through the outskirts of South Philly. You know, you get there's like a lot of places around uh, around Atlantic City that are filled with criminals, like serious criminals, man. I mean, they had a fucking big billboard in Newark when we were there for the uh, the UFC, big billboard that said "Stop killing the teachers." Stop killing the teachers. Is there a big yeah. teacher Come murder on, please. thing going on? Dude, I don't know, but the fact that there must be something. I mean, otherwise, why would you make a goddamn billboard about it saying stop killing the teachers? And then, you know, my joke, of course, was the people who are killing the teachers probably can't read. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's not really helping. Yeah. And by the way, they're going to look at that and go, no. <laughs> you know, might I'm, I'm going to kill the teacher. Yeah, yeah. might even encourage them a little bit. Like, what oh, the fuck, really, man? Really That's a thing. A, Scary, scary place. Newark is yeah. a spooky place. I lived in Newark for a couple of years. I lived there when I was a little kid, and then I lived there again when I was adult for, I think, about six months. I stayed with my grandfather when I first moved to New York. <clears throat> I, I did, couldn't afford my own place, and I got signed by uh, this management company, and so I had to relocate to New York. So I just balls up, picked my, up my shit, whatever money I had in the bank, and just went. I was gone in like two weeks. So I had to stay with my grandfather. And he lived on North 9th Street in Newark, New Jersey. And I'm telling you, man, you might as well have been in another country. It is a, a crazy little spot, man. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, man. There's a lot going on. It's like it's a, it's a completely different vibe. I've and only gone through there on a train. I don't think I've, I don't, I don't think I've well, set foot in there. They did this cabin. thing called blockbusting. And this is what they used to do. This is how real estate guys made money. Um, it was a really devious practice. They would uh, go into a neighborhood and say, hey, black people are moving in. You better sell now because your property value is going to crash. By the time they move in, you know, you're, you're going to be fucked. You're going to lose your investment. So a lot of people bought into it, and a lot of people just took off. And sure enough, boom, it crashed whole neighborhoods. They did it on purpose. They did it to try to make money. And my grandfather was like, fuck you. I, I like black people. I'll, I'm going to stay right here. This is my house. I bought this house. And he watched this neighborhood turn from being an all-Italian neighborhood to being an all-black neighborhood, and then it became, like, all-Spanish. You know, like, various different kinds of, you know, people from Puerto Rico, people from all, all different nationalities, but a lot of Spanish people now. So it was really almost like, like he had watched this whole thing where he was in this old-school America, you know, 1940s, and then, boom, all of a sudden he's living in a modern age where everything has just gone crazy around him. I bet Mitt Romney's done some of that blockbusting. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that seems like that's in his wheelhouse. You ever seen blockbusting porn? Scum, he'd do blockbusting <laughs> for Jesus. <laughs> or blockbusting for Joseph Smith. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's a, he's a. I'm sure he's a swell guy. We're just joking around, folks. I'm sure Mitt Romney's aces. I'm sure he's aces. You, you know what he says about uh, right now? He's saying that they should just let everyone should just go ahead and go go bankrupt, like all all on all houses. Everyone should just lose their house and <laughs> let, let the let the market decide what what happens to everybody. What the fuck? That's man. his strategy. Is just let everybody. Don't yeah. don't loan any money to anybody. Is that a, his real statement? Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. He's like, let the foreclosure process happen. Just it's like being raped. Like just Ooh. lay back and let it happen. Yeah, and, and don't struggle. <sighs> the ultimate acceptance that as a unit we're only as strong as our weakest link. You know, you have to if you're if you're working towards things as the leader. If you're supposed to be the number one guy, the, you're, you're at the top calling all the shots. The number one thing you have to take care of is the, le the weakest of the links. That's, that's the people that are fucked up. The weakest of the links. The people that are down and out. The people that you know, are homeless. The people that don't know where their next meal is coming from. You got to take care of them. You got to figure that out. Yeah, and that's the problem with our problem. politics yeah. in this country is those yeah. people are not paying for the politicians. Exactly. They're, they're not making the exactly. contributions that keep them making. Exactly. Isn't that racist, gross, though? Man. It's not racist. There's a lot of poor white people. <laughs> oh, yeah, the poverty level right poverty now level is so is, ridiculous. This, this, you go to Kentucky, brother, lines. it doesn't matter. Man. Yeah, that was it doesn't matter, white, white or black. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about people that are in despair. You know, and for anyone to say that they should just suffer, that's ridiculous. You know, some people can't do it on their own, man. Some people need a little help. Some people need to be shown how. You know, we need, uh, we need a nation with someone who's an actual guide, someone who can offer real guidance. And now they're not doing that, man. It's a, just a money grab. It's a money grab by all these fucking corporate whores and all these people who have paid for these politicians to be in place and paid for these laws to be in place are just reaping the profits while the rest of us freak the fuck out because we can't figure out why the resources are going the way they're going. We, we're going, why are you there? Why, why do we have 100,000 fucking troops here? Why do we have troops here? Why, why don't we conserve our fucking resources? Why is that the biggest section of our economy? Why does it have to be this military industrial complex? Why do we have to be doing this? This idea to keep us safe. To keep, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Keep the troops here. Let them guard. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. If you want to keep us put safe? Put them all over the place. Have, yeah, have troops all over the outskirts of the fucking country. You know? That's how you keep us safe. You don't have, you know, this is preemptive shit, man. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't, it, the whole thing freaks me out. The, it freaks me out because I can't believe it's this bad in 2011. You know, I was listening to a Robert Anton Wilson lecture, and he was talking, it was in 1993, and he was talking about how war is in the process of being phased out, you know, and he was talking about how uh, in, the, in the future it, it's obvious, obviously being phased out. And I wonder what he would have said now, today, thinking about that like in 1993, that in 1993, I thought war was going to be phased out, too. We all thought it was over, you know? We got through that whole crazy desert storm thing under Bush, and all of a sudden, here we are, and it's 2011, and it's crazier than ever. I wonder what he would have said then. I mean, is it being phased out? Because it doesn't seem like it's being phased no, out. No, it seems like it's he heating up, like we may be pulling out of a couple places, but going into new ones. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on? If there's something else going on, 
let me know, all right? If Indiana Jones has found the fucking Lost Temple and the Ark of the Covenant is in there and you have to keep the, the bad guys from getting to it because, you know, if not, it would be hell on earth. And hopefully please, there's no yeah. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking please let me know because otherwise this is crazy. Otherwise this is crazy. And it's just so obvious that there's money behind all this shit. This, it's so obvious. We, we, we live in the grossest, most corrupt country ever. It's so bizarre. Not ever, of course. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm sure a lot of <laughs> Middle Eastern countries and a lot of you know South American countries, they're pretty corrupt too. But the fact that we're, we're this wonky, you know, and then everybody wants to stand up and say, well, if you don't fucking like it, you should get out. If you don't like it, you should leave America. You know, like there's, there's so many rah, rah, rah fans out there. Not liking it is what the whole country's been built upon. Exactly. <laughs> that was the idea, is that every, everybody gets to contribute. It's called a democracy, and we're all supposed to participate and, and help one another. Yeah. And now it's just like, it's becoming so every man for himself that... The disparity between the richest, pe- the richest one percent, and the poorest people—is—it's just insane. The difference. Yeah. It's goddamn money grab out there. Yeah. It's a money grab out there, left and right. So, are all the occupies right now being shut down? Like, I, uh, I haven't well, been really It's kind of re- each city's kind of treating it differently. Like, um, there's a few cities that are really embracing it, and yeah, like Portland, like, like right? in, in LA, it's not—it's not really a problem. The original know? one I heard got shut down. Yeah, I heard some crazy shit that they were keeping reporters out, and they were forcing uh, forcing reporters out of the area. They said it was for their own safety. Well, and they these went reporters in, were and like they, that's insulting. Bloomberg cleared everybody out. At uh, you know, they're all intense, and they went through and told everybody they had ten minutes to get out at one a.m. on uh, Tuesday. And uh, and you know, and then they used they used quite a bit of force to get everybody out of there. And now they're letting people back in, but they're saying they can't have tents and sleeping bags. Like you can go back in and just stand there. And the idea is they figure that that's going to kill the movement a little bit because it's getting so cold. And they, what won't, the they won't be able fuck, to. Man. They won't be able to last through the winter. But Bloomberg keeps saying it's a safety issue. Uh, and that also that you know they have the right to peaceably assemble, but they don't have a right to have a. A tent or a sleeping bag, which is just kind of like, well, but that's so that they can assemble peaceably and not, you know, not just all freeze to death in the middle of the fucking park in, in New York. Like, why would they want casualties or why would they, why would they want people to suffer that much, you know, in order to just express uh, their, their, you know, anger at uh, Wall Street? I mean, I, I think it's fantastic that it's that it that that it's happening everywhere, you know, that there's, you know, there's Occupy Dubuque and stuff like that. But also this new Bloomberg doing this, if he had just let it, let it be, it might, the movement might've died, but it brought this whole new media storm and all these new, all this new footage of cops, you know, just beating up these, these people that, that don't look like hippies. They're not all in tie dye. They're just people that are just, you know, concerned and showing up to, you know, to, to make a mark. Like you know, they're holding, so. they're holding hand by hand, and did you see that video? Like where they're yeah. holding hand by hand. That's just insane. I, yeah. I can't believe that as a as a fellow person, just being able to do that to like that yeah. girl, little that was, girl. Yeah. What, what he's saying is Fuck. they were jabbing him with batons. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and Bloomberg, you know, he makes it all about. Uh, it was horrible. He it was horrible. makes it all about keeping keeping people of New York safe by. Uh, kicking everybody out of there, and it's like when they're in their tents, who is who is in danger? Nobody. But as soon as they're well, it might, maybe he's worried about people and, freezing to death. I don't he, think he is. I think he. Just, I probably. I don't think he is either. But 
it is sort of a legal concern. If someone freezes to death on your lawn, who's responsible for that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's certainly not his lawn. Like it's a, it's like a public park that's privately owned. Is it? But so is it's, it, called, is it's it like owned public, by some corporation. Is it How also public work? safety though? Like it's just like isn't, well, that's that really the bad? argument. Is that yeah. it's you yeah. know it, his argument was that people can't enjoy the park if the park is full of people that are just. Well, just there to protest. Point, but, but it's like, you know, hey, it's New York City. Want. Walk two blocks and enjoy that other park. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just one fucking park. But I think what, you know, eh, yeah. It's a, it's, it, there's definitely two sides to it, but it just feels yeah. like, it feels like, um, you know, what Bloomberg did sort of, it, it sort of energized the, the movement in a way that it might not have happened if he did just, if he did just let it play out. How would anybody expect them to behave, though? They've got to figure out a way to squash this, and they have to take drastic measures. There's, there's That's no, why they go through in the middle of the night. Everybody's fucking there's no know, end half asleep, yeah. and they go in there and just say, you got to go now, yeah. get out. But there's footage of like cops you know, lifting guys up and throwing them over the barricade and stuff. It's like, yeah. it's really... And, and you know, and the cops, for the most part, I like to say they're doing what they're told to do. I don't, yeah. I don't like to blame the cops. Yeah, they're, giving what they're, they're, they're doing what they're told to do, but when they're doing it, all of a sudden the people that don't want to listen become the enemy. They become bad guys. Yeah, it's like but a bouncer not. with a drunk person in a club. Exactly. Like when that drunk person is belligerent, yeah. then it gets violent. They but should these like, people aren't bad guys. They should like like let them still occupy like the trees. Like they should be allowed to like live in the trees mm, in the park, so like that, that the park could still be fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah so, But then what if a hippie falls on you while no, you're walking? You had some real your safety dog. issues. Well, yeah, they have to have some safety like chat people that check it out. But then they become Ewoks in a couple months, and they I mean, the idea is the idea is to cause people. <laughs> the idea is to cause some they're inconvenience kind of <laughs> and draw some attention. You know, they they don't. You know, you don't. You don't like get together and protest something and Imagine that do it super politely. Yeah. Imagine if that's where sloths came from. They were originally people. They were just so fucking <laughs> stupid. They eventually just became these clawed things. Just they degenerated to that point. Imagine if someone proved that. <laughs> that's why sloth is like you know that's like a sin. That's one yeah. of the sins, the basic sins, right? Yeah. It's my favorite. Sloth. Yeah. Yeah. What was that movie with uh, Brad Pitt? Seven with a. Seven, seven instead of a v yeah that's a good movie it's a good fucking movie it's 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 a creepy movie when that one dude that big the sloth guy was like sitting oh. like, on, over hunched over the table and they, it was the first time where i saw like a body where they had like makeup where it was like blue like it's been sitting there for a while you know that they did a good job yeah dead thing it looked dead as fuck yeah do you ever do that what get makeup like that on you just for fun like it looks like your stomach's <laughs> what <laughs> No, I don't do a lot of things just for fun. <laughs> I'm no Brian Redband. <laughs> Brian Redband lives just for fun. Yeah, the, the whole things ride. you do. I wish. You got a Dragon's Lair shirt on. What's that about? You know what? I went to a comic book store uh, the other day because I've been hearing all this shit about how comic book stores are just hurting right now. Like, they're, they're suffering the most with this whole economy. People aren't buying comics anymore. They don't have any free money where, you know, they're downloading comics. Kids are downloading comics now. So I decided there's one in uh, Burbank that, that I've always driven by. It's like, I'm going to check it out. Maybe I can find a cool poster for the studio or something. So I went in there, and I just... I was in there for like three hours. It's the best store ever. And you bought a bunch of stuff. A bunch of, bunch of just like random things. It was so cheap. It was like posters were like $7. I was like, wow. I never get a chance to brag about this, but I, I 
the very f- I worked at the arcade that had the very first Dragon's Lair, the test one, Are b- you before, it, before it went public, and I probably killed the dragon. I was probably maybe the 30 or 40th person in the world to, to get, all, get all the way to the end and kill the dragon, because <laughs> I would stay at night when I was off duty, and I had keys to the place, and I would just stay in there and play and play and play until I finally got to the dragon, you know, figured it all out and killed the dragon. And, uh, you know, and then eventually it went, you know, went public and that is amazing all over the place. Yeah. You just gave San me the Diego. biggest nerd boner in, the in San Diego. Wow. I worked in an arcade called Starport. It was in a mall. Oh. But when you walked in, there was all this corrugated tin and stuff that simul kind of like you're going into like Space Mountain or something. Yeah, and there's like stars on the ceiling. And it was it was kind of a cool themed uh, arcade. Refresh but. my memory because I remember <laughs> the Dragon's Lair was like this really cool animated thing where you know you would go, you would have, but you would have to move certain ways. To, there was a to, series of scenes that would happen on the screen, you know, like an animated movie. It looked like a Don what were your movements, Disney movie, though? and you you had like a, you know, I think you had a regular toggle thing and then a couple of buttons. It's a, yeah, it's a joystick and uh, an action button, and usually it starts off like you're walking down like a bridge and then like a snake comes up and you have to think what would you want to do like either take the sword to the snake or left but it was more of a guessing game if you had it was more like you had to try every combination of things to do like there's one part where you're like you're in a like a cave roaring down a river and like a raft or something and it's like you have you can go to the right or the left and so if you toggle to the right you know you you go you go the rest of the way without encountering anything but if you go the other way something something goes wrong and you'd lose a life or something. And um, there's just a bunch of options through the whole thing until, fi- until finally you get to and kill the dragon. But yeah, it was really... It was weird because it wasn't... You know, it was early enough in video games where it wasn't like you uh, could really make the things do that much because also it was, it was yeah it was pre-animated and there weren't a lot of options so like as long as you did the right thing you you move forward or you or or there'd be a scene of you you know failing they have it on the ipad i believe now but uh, that's, really? that's my dream is to get in a dragon's lair original dragon's lair arcade game and my friend actually just got one and i'm so jealous that's your dream that was one of my like you know like you have dream things like <laughs> like gold shorts i went the gold short circuit i think from you would get really bored of it today man but I mean, also yeah let me give you also another reason well, it's to just not cool be looking. jealous. Here's the yeah. reason to not be jealous is because when that thing breaks down, there's nobody no, that can fix it. I already have a laser disc player at my my house, brand new, uh, just waiting to replace it. What? <laughs> <laughs> a laser disc? Wait, you're good enough with that kind of stuff that you can install the? Uh, a couple of my friends, uh, that's what they do for a living: the arcade restor- restoration. Is that work like that. on laser disc? Is that what it is? Oh yeah, it's a it's a laser disc. Actually. So the game is a laser disc. Yes, essentially, yeah. With wow. just different chat, you just you when you toggle the correct way or you push remember. the button the right way, it goes into a different chapter. But is honestly, a- nowadays you you can mod uh, in arcade games. Like I could hook up a computer to it and have every single arcade game ever. You know, so you don't even need. The laser display anymore? It's using ROMs. How many options like were there for movement? That's what I don't remember. I just remember it being completely groundbreaking. Like, whoa, this is like you're. It's like an animated it was a movie. Cartoon. This is amazing. It was just joystick and one button. I re- That's all it was. Yeah, if I recall. Yeah, you just kind of like are always kind of moving to the left or the right, yeah. or or in the case of and like, it was hard. In the case of like throwing the sword into the dragon, I think you had to just press the button and 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 motion in that direction at the same time yeah laser disc games of the 80s were one of my favorite things ever that he had that mach 5 or whatever it was called where it was like you're a jet plane and it was like all real film of jets 
And oh. it was really cool because it was also using a laser disc player. It was like new in the, and they had like uh, Space Ace, which was also done by Don Bluth, who did uh, uh, Dragon's Lair. And there was one game, they started taking Japanese cartoon movies and making them uh, video games. Uh, uh, Malibu Grand Prix had a, uh, it was a racetrack thing in the Midwest where they had a whole arcade division. So they took these animated movies, and one was called uh, Space 666, or it was like about a train. And it was the coolest video game because you were on top of a train, and it was like Dragon's Lair, and it was like a spy movie. It was so cool. But Whoa, it was, I but remember that didn't this. Ever really, yeah. But what? that style of game didn't really 666, catch on. I think. Like, it didn't really become... It was big uh, briefly in the 80s, but... The I mean, it didn't become yeah. a lot of them, you know, like, right. like, no. like there's Pac-Man and then everything that's sort of like yeah. Pac-Man. I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember that in an arcade. What year was this? This was about 85, 86. I don't think I ever saw that. I only saw... I remember Space Ace and feeling like it was already like, oh, well, that's not Dragon's Lair. That's you yeah. know, just an attempt to be like Dragon's Lair. Home computer games must have just crushed video arcades, right? It did when the Nintendo finally came out. I mean, Atari they was popular. still have, but like, a big video arcade? You remember when we used to go to just video arcades? You'd open the door, and it was just all yeah. fucking... Ding, 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 now ding, it's ding, always, ding, always with something else or in a weird place like an airport or a or casino. What are, those, right. what are those Dave & Buster type places? You know, Yeah, they, they have a room arcades. of games, but yeah. they also have to have food and drinks and pool yeah. tables and, you know... Uh, yeah. Shuffleboard and like they, no place is just video games except for there's one joint in Portland that's like a, a whole arcade that's just all old school shit. The, it's of course, it's in Portland. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, it's in Portland. That's funny. <laughs> I told you about my my, my friend that, that does the res- restorations, Brian Penzone, uh-huh. Columbus, Ohio. He uh, he his whole basement he made a '80s arcade room. So you walk down, it's like you walk down fr- to, into 1980, and oh, so wow. it's it's amazing and it's yeah, huge. Yeah. So he decorated it like Wayne's World, style. everything <laughs> like those like little pink neon that's always at the top, you know, right. like from the '80s. And- as soon as Brian Posehn made a nickel in show business, he bought. Bought a, he and his buddy Dave Rath bought a um, a combination. It was half and half. Miss Pac-Man Galaga. Yes. Oh, and, I, like that. Uh, I would just spend hours over at his house just fucking <laughs> playing Galaga. Galaga's the shit. I love. I'm, I'm pretty good at Galaga. Yeah. And then he also got a Joust slash Robotron. Uh, and I'm really good at Robotron. It was another one that I. You know, I just worked in an arcade, so I just played games all day. Kids would come up to me and they'd be like, can I get some tokens? And I'd be like, hang on a second, kid. You know, and I'd finish the round, then I'd throw them some tokens, (laughs) and then I'd go back to playing. Like, it was the craziest job. Yeah, I went went with those cocktail tables uh, for the studio. Oh, those those are great. Cocktail table, uh, Pac-Man, Joust games. I love, they used to have those, like, while you're waiting around, like, in a pizza hut or something. Yeah, yeah. You could sit down, or, like, sit down, uh, table pinball was also kind of cool. Awesome. There's a place near me that the movie theater has an arcade. Yeah. It has a little entry room where you can go and mm-hmm. you can play video games while you're waiting for your movie. I just like the look of it. I like yeah. the style of arcade games. Like, I don't even play it much. Like, I have a Pac-Man at the studio, and I, I barely ever play it. I just like the lights of it. I like just the look of it. It's, it's nostalgia, man. Yeah. It's a goddamn Leonard Skinner poster. That's right. It relaxes you when you're it does, when, you're when heat, I'm masturbating. Melons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get turned on by these video game commercials, man. I get turned on by these video game commercials, but not to the point where I'll go out and get it. Oh, really? I won't. I won't uh, allow myself. I just know that I will. You know, any new video game, I sort of kicked it. You know, I just stopped doing it altogether. At, you know, after um, I'd say after Mario Kart. Yeah. I used to play that day and night, and then 
after a while, you're just like, what is getting great at this going to do for me? <laughs> it's fun, but it's holy a trick. Shit. You're getting tricked. You're getting tricked into doing something absolutely stupid with your time. It, it hijacks your, your whole idea, your reward system. You know, you're succeeding. You're getting, yes, yes, accomplishing. You're focused. You're in on it. But really, you're not even in the real world. You're in this. Yeah. You're getting all these signals from this fake world. Yeah, but it's like watching a box. movie to me nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's like it's I like, want to escape. What? I, it's like watching a movie to me. I, I want to escape reality, but I want to have more control of the movie. You know, so that's kind of why I do. I, I don't watch as much many movies anymore. My well, free you know, time. When like you video have games. interactive video games, there's a lot of thinking involved, especially if you're playing like if you're playing Counter Strike or something like that, or playing Quake or any or of like those. John Madden, games. you got to know a shitload yeah. about all the players and oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of thinking going on. Like your synapses are firing. You know, whether or not you choose to think that they're firing on something useful or not. That's you know that's really sort of an arbitrary decision. Like you can't say that this person isn't actually training their mind through intense video games because you're doing intense video games. You're multitasking. You're fucking. Your synapses are firing. You're moving your fingers. You have to you know in first person shooters you have to be in direct coordination with your left hand which moves your keys and your right hand which controls the mouse and you know there's a lot of shit going on. You can't tell me that that's not exercise for your mind. <laughs> I played a lot of Goldeneye too. Now that I think of it, you know <laughs> they re-released that. Huh? They re released that oh, really? game what's golden it was J the first james bond like the first pretty cool was it good you know, run around grab yeah. different weapons first person shooter people. yeah type thing yeah but it, they'd have you know you could play four people at a time so me and posein and two other people would just sit there for hours chasing each other around trying to shoot each other and <sighs> so stupid yeah man the, uh, <laughs> the whole staff on news radio the entire writing staff was addicted to quake and they had a land set up a local area network set up in the office well, they had like six, seven computers all linked up together, and they would have these mad quake tournaments. It was crazy. It was really fucking fun. It was, unfortunately, though, highly, hugely addictive. And yeah, I yeah. Would, I, would, uh, I would get really stuck playing and where I was like, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, all right, I got to go home. <laughs> I could make myself drive home because we were all playing. When I worked at Gateway, all, all the tech guys for, with all the Gateway stores in Columbus, uh, we used to have LAN parties. Uh, every Friday we would have, uh, you know, just get alcohol. And yeah. uh, we'd all have like Cute shuttles cantaloupes. or like small little portable <laughs> computers. Fuck cantaloupes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd we'll bring our computers, our cantaloupes, and then we would just sit there and play Battlefield 19 or whatever uh, for like hours till like yeah. 5 in the morning. Local area networks are fun. We used to do that in like the Quake clan that I was in. We would uh, get together in Houston, Texas. They would, most of those guys lived in Houston. So we would go to Houston and have these uh, local area network parties set up in this, all the computers set up in this room. That'd be awesome. Dude, I've seen like places, fun, that, that was the thing they, they tried to do. at the studio. Make it like a huge, also you could sit down and just have like a LAN party every time you hang out there. Dude, if we do. And do a podcast I'll during a real, that. I have a real problem. <laughs> yeah, how can you? Problem. You can only do it It'd once a week. It'd be hard to podcast while playing a game. I'll play some, if you want to put some Quake on there, I'll Dude, play some Quake once a week. Our, I'll open up the future. dragon's door. I'll open up Pandora's box. Yeah. That'd be cool. Land party podcast. I got to play pool. House. I played Let's pool last night with Dom Herrera. You did? Why? Where? Dom Herrera. Why? Dom Herrera's a good pool player. That's fun. why you played with him? Yeah, he's a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I didn't know I didn't know no. you knew him or what, but like yeah. you just went to his house or so or you we met, met up somewhere? Hall. We met at a pool hall. Where's a pool hall? Because that's another thing that seems to be dying yeah, out. Yeah, it's not hard to find pool halls. This was the house of billiards in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, it's hard hard to find good places. Vegas has the most good places. Vegas still has twenty four hour pool halls. 
which is an anomaly outside of Vegas. It used to be in New York, you could get 24-hour pool halls a lot. There was Chelsea, Chelsea Billiards, and there was a bunch of other smaller places that were 24 hours. I don't know how many of them are left, but Chelsea's gone, and a lot of other big ones are gone. That's crazy, a 24-hour place to play a sport. There's not many of those. There's you know, not like anything else. Pool, the name pool really is all about gambling. It's really pocket billiards. It's called pool because everybody's pooling their money together and betting. Right. The, the fun in pool is all about money. It's all about gambling. And so you would go to these places, and the reason why they were open 24 hours a day is because no one ever wanted to leave. They would just play and just trying and to double up, and then you get, and, you get down, and you yeah. try to get back up. Guys would sleep under the tables. It was so common that guys would stay there for two, three days. Yeah, I would go and do gigs. I'd come back, and the same guys would be there from the night before in the same clothes. <laughs> you know, they it's would, almost like a job for a lot of guys. Yeah, and they would, they would be gambling like crazy, but it was always fun. It was always exciting. You know, well, the, the the world of uh, gambling and pool and, and that, like, you know, if you're if you're in an action room, it's fucking fun, man. It's it's very addictive, you know. But it's again, it's just like the video game thing. It's like, what are you doing by getting really good at putting balls in holes? What do you what are you doing? And, then, and gambling illegally yeah. and getting yeah. getting in scrapes with guys because you don't you know, smell yeah. like cigarettes. Like you, for you the most part, hustling dudes. For the most part, if everybody knew everybody, there was very few problems. But there was always stories of you know this guy wanted his money back and he came at this guy with a fucking golf club and you know there was always those stories. I, I saw a few scuffles over the years of hanging out in pool halls, but for the most part, when people paid, you know they they if they wanted to keep gambling, they had to pay when they lost. Because everybody had, there was a gambler's ethic. If you if you caused trouble when you lost, and you were only happy when you won, nobody would gamble with you. People didn't want to. So there just naturally became guys who had good reputations and guys who didn't. And if you didn't know the guy, don't play him. So it's sort of how. But then Tom Cruise and Paul Newman showed up. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the big crazy. boom. That's when people realized how fun it was. But it's one of those things that's getting it's it's sort of getting lost in our culture. Uh, when we were playing last night, there was a girl. Uh, at a table next to us that was pretty good. She she could play pretty good. And she was with her boyfriend who couldn't fucking play at all. And she was humiliating him. And he was trying, getting really like, super upset. Oh, no. But it's like, she didn't even try to help him. His technique was fucking horrible. His, his elbow was up in the air. He was putting all kinds of extra spin on the ball. He couldn't make a ball to save his life. And the girl was like just laughing at him and jumping up and down every time she won. And you could see him getting fucking pissed. Getting actually pissed off that she was like bragging because she was winning this game like you see him like almost want to hit her i'm like wow there's some deep-seated shit in this game the all all competition between dudes and their girlfriends oh yeah of any kind it brings out some really weird shit basketball just, yeah as a man you gotta win yeah and then against a woman yeah it, it, you know what no matter how nice to the women you are and how much you respect them it's still this weird yeah you know thing kicks in that's just uh hardwired yeah, I was dating this <laughs> chick. This is how I got into pool. I was dating this chick, and uh, she was a little older than me, and she used to like to tell me what to do. And I didn't really like that, but I liked to fuck her. So I stuck around for a little while. But uh, <laughs> we played Because that was one of the things she'd tell you to do? Yeah, we, we played pool once, and uh, she beat me playing pool. She was pretty, you know, not, I wasn't good, so she, I wouldn't say she was pretty good, but she beat me. And so I said, oh, shit, I found something she's good at. <laughs> you know, like, you know, she's, or she's, she's better at me than this. Well, this is terrible. I have to fix this. I have to fix this at once. So I went to the pool hall and learned how to play pool. I went and started practicing. Did you I went and I, I, I got a book on it. I, I, I got my own cue. 
I figured out how to play pool. And then we played again, and I killed her. You pooped <laughs> her? Yeah, we played again. I totally practiced, <laughs> totally learned how to pool, play pool. And then uh, when I, I mean, I wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, but at least I knew how to play pool. Like I was, I was definitely way better than I was the first time we played. And then I won. So I, I like I, I had a problem that I couldn't let her have beaten me at something. <laughs> and this is how I got addicted to pool, playing pool. I'm imagining you being like the zookeeper character as you're telling that story. <laughs> totally. Dude, I was totally like that guy. Well, that was the dark days. That was the actual fighting days. The dark days, I was, I was way crazier. Yeah, I can't think of an example of something I taught myself to be better at to, to beat my girlfriend, but I'm sure it happened. Yeah, I, I sure could not let her. Like, she, was smart. she was older than me, and she was smart. There was no way. She was a very educated person, too. You know, she was, she was a musician. She was in a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit going on. Has she ever wrote a song about you when you guys were dating? No, no, no. That'd have no, been no. cool if there was a song out there. I'm not about saying you. she's got, yeah, it would probably be mean. I had a guess. <laughs> she's a nice person, very nice person. But Do I you couldn't still let know her, her sort of. No, no. You know, it's very hard to stay in touch with people. You know, when you used to date them and all, now they date other people. They don't want some dude fucking calling and texting and yeah, it's emailing. Weird. It's not right. It's not right. You know, wish them the best and, you know, don't confuse everybody. Because you, you, you can confuse the shit out of people, you know, don't you think? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're in a fight with your husband and, you know, you're, you're having email talks with your ex-boyfriend. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, you know, maybe this guy and I could give it one more shot. Maybe that's more. Like, it'll, it, it can create conflict, you know. I think if it's an open forum only, then that's cool. Like a Facebook wall post and stuff like that. Like, hey, how you been? We should hang out sometime or something like that. Yeah, or, or, maybe. You could do it that there's way. Always, it's there's like, always it's, some gamemanship or yeah. somebody wants something. Yeah. And, and, then, right. and then the trouble is the other people in your life start you know yeah. questioning what's yeah. going on and it's, it sucks yeah it sucks it's annoying really we should be able to just fuck everybody that's really ideal but no one can handle that no one can handle that <laughs> that'd be so it's weird too Brian bad. red band's the only person that could handle that <laughs> no but could you imagine if the ego actually gets completely cured <laughs> you can't have art then. That'd be so you're, you're, weird. you're not gonna have everything. Right, to right. Say. Art is like the all struggle. The, all the best jokes were to get, get yeah. laid. Art is like the struggle. <laughs> yeah, the best painter. Art is like the struggle between like the ego and like the, the the desire to produce something fantastic to to please others. You know, and if you don't control the ego, you you, you can't really produce art. But the the fight with the ego is what fuels the art sometimes. So if we had no ego, we'd have no art, no art. But people would just fuck like randomly. Everybody would just be able to fuck everybody. You wouldn't worry about it. It takes nerve to be an artist because you're basically saying, you know, that I, I can do this thing so well that people are going to want it. Yeah, it's very when, arrogant. When, yeah, it's super arrogant, but it's also, you know, it's, it's it starts out like you're, you know, you're just like, I get people asking me all the time how do you become a stand-up comic? And I'm just like, I, you know, do it. That's how you become one. You just do it. And then they're always like, yeah, but do you have any advice? And I really, like, there's lots of little tiny pieces of advice that you can give if you want to sit with a person and talk to them for two weeks. But big advice is just do it. Yeah, like, never <laughs> underestimate the power <laughs> like, of actually fucking doing something. Yeah, and also also not the, the, the fact that they're questioning it at all, the fact that they're looking to someone else for help to get started makes you think that they, how they are they ever going to make it because they don't want it badly enough yeah. and they're not going to just do it. 
Yeah, I never asked anybody. All I, all I asked is what you have to do to get on stage. What do you have to do to get on stage? That was my my initial question. But once I got in, you know, and, and started doing open mics, I just, you know, you 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 figure it out by doing it. It's no, the total truth is trial no and one, error. Yeah, no one's good. No one's good. The, no one that you know who thinks they're funny can go on stage and kill in front of a room full of strangers. You might laugh if you think you know they're your buddy and they're up there yuck yucking it up. But guess what? It's a it's a weird fucking way to communicate with people, and it really is not all that it seems. It's it's a very tricky sort of a a craft that you have to learn and develop. But you can do it. Anybody can do it. But nobody's good in the beginning. Nobody's good in the beginning. Yeah, or you get you know you get your laughs here and there, yeah. and that's encouraging. You get a little chuckle here and there. You know, you feel like you're on to something, but you suck, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, we all sucked. Everybody does. The worst so, is how your first time is usually the best too. Within the the next ten times, like, but some people get an extra charisma really? bump too, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yes. I bet you the yes. first sets yes. of like Bill Hicks, Eddie Murphy. Yes, you know. Yeah, Spade started really early. Rock yeah. started really early. Like those guys were probably you know. Very pretty decent their first yeah. time out, yeah. you know, just sure. because, you know, that it's that charismatic personality. Well, I was talking about Joey Diaz, who's uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Joey, Joey's, in my opinion, he's like at a just sheer laugh out loud, fall down moments. He's provided me with the most of any human being ever. And Joey was not that good when I met him. He was not that good on stage. He just couldn't do it. It was a real weird thing. I don't know what it was. Well, he's just a hilarious dude. I mean, he's hilarious talking about anything. Yeah, but he... And maybe he, he couldn't, uh, you know, focus it into set-up punchline kind of... Maybe. I don't know what it was. Or but bits. he turned a fucking corner, man. And I don't remember when it was. But I remember it was it was actually... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe three, four years in. I don't know what it was. Three, four years into knowing him. He turned this fucking corner and just started destroying. Or maybe he just became more himself. Yeah. Oh, he, he definitely did. He he just learned to be relaxed on stage. He just, I, he, you know, I asked him what happened. He was like, I, I just stopped giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. He said, I stopped giving a fuck. Yeah, not so, trying he, is, too many, he helps was like, a lot. Too many people telling him what to do. And he was like, fuck you. I want to do it my way. And when he did that, boom, he was awesome. But when he was trying to make everybody happy, he just couldn't, he couldn't. He couldn't really be himself, you know? Himself is the I don't give a fuck guy that tells the funny yeah. stories in the back of the comedy store. And that's the guy that we all knew and loved. But then on stage, he figured out how to do it. And that was, you know, that's, that's the most dramatic out of my life of seeing someone go from not being good to being really good. Joey's the most dramatic. Oh, I got, a more, I got my most dramatic one. Who? was Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope wasn't good in the beginning? Well, you know, he was... I don't know how raw he was when I saw him, but mm -hmm. he, he was... Uh, what year was this? Oh, man. <laughs> Long time ago. It was like... Uh, it was back when, you know, Steve Sharippa was still physically there at the Riviera right. Comedy Club, uh -huh. and it, it was maybe even still an improv at that point, and I was one of two... I was one of two feature acts with this other guy named Tom Martin, who now he writes on Simpsons and stuff, and the headliner was Hugh Fink, and Doug Stanhope was the the host, you know, the MC for like one of those crazy weeks where you do two shows a night for f seven nights, and uh, and crowds were starting to get smaller. Then you know, like the kind of the Vegas comedy boom was starting to fade a little bit, and Sharippa would just yell at him every night. At, you know, he was like that week's punching bag, and 
What was Shrubber yelling him about? But he was. It was just Doug Stan. Well, just you know, being late, bringing a bringing a girl into the showroom without asking ahead of time, and like like Shrubber will just you know, I, it happened to me a few times. He just sort of picks one person to sort of pick on uh, to kind of establish to the group that you can't get away with anything. <laughs> and uh, but Doug, like. Uh, Super, super good kid, you know, nice guy. I was a few years older than him and, you know, thought I really had it under control. And the three of us, we just all that were working with him, we just all sort of thought, oh, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Because his, his act was just like, he was just like anybody. He's like just somebody trying to do a stand-up act and not, I think he, Stanhope really turned a corner when he just started talking about his own experiences instead of trying to say, do you ever notice? Right. Like he's not an observational comic. I mean, there's observations within what he's talking about because his stories are so interesting and he's so, such a funny guy. Well, when you're young, it's like, what do you have to really talk about? You know, well, that's I've the other always thing. said that. Like, I remember he had this one bit where he would talk about, he would talk about, uh, <laughs> he would describe how nasty a uh, egg roll is and how much he doesn't like egg rolls. And it's like, as an audience member, you know, maybe 50, 70% of the audience loves egg rolls, you know? <laughs> so then so then it was just kind of like, you just kind of sit there going, well, this, you know, he's got to figure out, a, a, you know, he's either got to have more of a personal take on why they're bad to convince us, or he's got to drop that because, you know, egg rolls are awesome. They're delicious. And, you know, it's just like, he was like, they're filled with mulch. Uh, I remember that was one of his punch punchlines was just the word mulch. Mm. And <laughs> you know how like the weirdest right. things stick out when you work with a, somebody for like a week, like there's some sentence or thing that they talked about that you remember. And I always remember that, but I've always, you know, I've known him ever since then. He never, you know, he just kept plowing away and became, you know, such a powerful, funny comic. Like it's really, became himself, found yeah. himself, then became himself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, again, kind of had like sort of a hook of being like the guy that's going to talk about, you know, some pretty horrifying things. But Doug Stanhope is, is the real deal. He's legit. Doug oh, Stanhope yeah. really is that guy. He really does live in a crazy house. It's painted weird colors. His girlfriend <laughs> his really American is crazy. Flag house? She really is on all sorts of fucking crazy pills. Joe, remember? He's awesome. Yeah, remember his American, American flag, flag house? house. Yeah, dude. Badass. Yeah, I was there when he used to have homeless people live on his fucking front lawn. <laughs> Where is he? Like Arizona or Utah or something? He's in Biz, well, should I even say? I think oh, he I says guess everywhere. Say, he does. He lives in Arizona. But he tours um, and puts on his own, like, he kind of, you know, yeah, does, yeah, yeah. does it he his does own it way. He's, he yeah. tours like a rock star. Like, he goes town to town. Doug had a fucking house that was painted like an American flag in Venice. And uh, we would go party at his house when we were uh, doing the man show. He rented this house that was literally a fucking American flag. It was so And weird. it was right on the street. And he had this little uh, fenced-in area in the front. He would let homeless people stay there. So he had this homeless couple that was staying there, and the fucking woman stabbed the, the man, and they got a video of her um, looking at her hands, because she had blood on her hands from the guy she stabbed, and she, was, she had like an accent, and she was like, I'm a come a cunt, I'm a whore, I'm a cunt, I'm a whore. She kept saying something, something, I'm a cunt, I'm a whore, and she was looking at it was dark dude that is this is all on doug Stanhope's front lawn that's horrible <laughs> he was so crazy he was i was like dude you're hanging out with people who are like probably like severely imbalanced it's not just a matter of them being homeless like the, a, a lot of the homeless people that you find on the streets are really people that were kicked out of mental institutions you know or got out of mental institutions and didn't have anybody to take care of them and there's a lot of crazy people out or there. just lost their mind randomly and didn't didn't yeah, fit in slowly but surely eroded until that was their reality. Their reality was they're the, the rats of society, you know. That's funny that I brought when I brought Doug up. I did totally, I totally 
skipped that whole that you guys did a show together thing. Like I was yeah. talking, I knew you knew who he was, yeah. you know, because uh, he's so funny. But I was talking about it like, you know, yeah, you know, we both know Doug Stanhope, but you actually really know the guy. Like I, you know, have just run into him here and there over the years, and we've always been, you know, friendly. And I just recently just told him, when you're in L.A., you know, let me know because I, w- I want him on my my podcast. He's been on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's awesome. He's, a, he's, he's so an unusual funny. dude. He's really doing it, too. His episode of uh, Louis C.K. show was great. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. That was weird seeing him like that, wasn't it? Yeah, but also it was, really it, cool, it was interesting weird. amalgam of you know what he's really like, and then some you know some things that you know Louis just wrote for him to play that yeah. you know were, I guess Louis just sort of you know rounding out the the, the character in a dramatic way. Because I don't know if I don't I doubt Doug's ever gone to Louis and said I'm I'm going to kill myself. Right. It's been no. ni- it's been nice knowing you. Doug's not going to do that, unless that was wrong, and then he would do that. He would, he would totally Hunter S. Thompson himself. You know, like Hunter S. Thompson was done, man. He had hip replacement surgeries and constant pain. He couldn't walk, couldn't swim. He was fucked up, man. He didn't like living life like that. And he was 60-something years old, and he was like, that's it. Boom! Checkout time. You know? And he decided to do it that way. Doug would do that. You think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would do that. You guys yeah. want to take bets? Let's, yeah, can you call him, make sure he's okay? Well, you know, what? what's the alternative? Let it slowly run out of batteries and die in the corner? I don't know, man. Exactly. What's the alternative? <laughs> <laughs> How's that vaporizer coming? Um, it's probably heated up by now. Oh, yeah. Well, it still says red on it. I think that's that's not a special effect to me. I mean, it's How hot. long do you think we've been talking? 20 uh, minutes? An hour and five minutes. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. you we have. That's ridiculous. This yeah. podcast is too easy. <laughs> Doug, you're, you're so this much. Is podcasting not, is so much fun. It's so much fun. It's the most fun thing we've ever done. You know, as far as like the the most honest connection with people. You know, and oh yeah, you just sit there and talk. Um, and for people like that that are like working right now, you know, I dude, I, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I'm I'm so happy that we can do something like this. You know, entertainers want to entertain. You know, I mean, comics want to be funny. People want to talk. It's we we love doing it. You know, so the fact that it's such an honest relationship, we love doing it. We put it out there. It's free. Boom, people enjoy it. It's such a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? You're creating friends all over the place. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're doing. You know, and that's that's the people that come out to see you at the at the comedy clubs. They're well, so we have shared nice. friends now. Yeah, because totally. I, I just just this last weekend, it was funny because I was in Arizona in Flagstaff and then um, Phoenix, and uh, I didn't know I was going to be doing the show this week. You know, I thought, oh, I'll be on again at some point. You know, I, I figured I'd be back here uh, on the show, but I didn't know. You know, you called me like yesterday or the day before, and, and we set this up. So uh, last weekend, there's about there's about over the course of a couple of shows, there's probably about a good 10, 15 people who said to me, go on Joe's show again, or I, w- I want to hear you on Joe's show again. And I was just like, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll happen. <laughs> and like they're probably right now being like, what the fuck? Uh, that funny. asshole didn't say he was going to be on a couple days later. Yeah, we don't really schedule this thing in advance, folks. We keep this bitch as organic as possible. Look yeah, how- but also you're dealing with the schedules of, you know, 
I you most, yeah. mostly have your comedian friends. Yeah, who, you know they're all in and out of town and have shit to do. And well, that's what the coolest thing about it is that you know most of us are around. If we're around, we're around like the days we do the podcast, like Tuesday, Midweek, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. And now it really has an impact on on guys' gigs too. Oh you know? yeah, especially Duncan. Duncan's getting like some fucking sweet gigs. He's getting and packing places, man. Duncan sold out his first show ever in Seattle, and he was oh, like, so he was great. tripping out. He was like, what the fuck, man? He goes, I got bonuses, man. <laughs> That's awesome. He brought back Little Hobo, you know, that puppet thing that he does, Little I Hobo? I love yeah, the yeah, new Oh, Little Hobo. I love the new one. bits ever. I love the new Hobo. The doll itself, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's, little Hobo is one of my all-time favorite bits. And people either get it or they don't get it. But either way, it's fun for me. I love it. Oh yeah! When Even people, if they don't get when it, people get angry at comedy. It's so funny. Well, if they get uncomfortable, <laughs> sometimes it's even more fun. You know, because Duncan For said, sure? Duncan says some. You know, he says some dark shit in that bit. I don't want to kill any of his punchlines. Yeah, don't don't but do that. But there's, you know, a lot of people that hear that and get what? He had a bunch of people walk out on him in Atlanta, Georgia. Are you serious? Yeah, his Christian couple got up Are and you left. Oh. Yeah, he was, he was talking. Talking about Jesus on stage. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> hey, man. People have their beliefs. They don't want you fucking with their beliefs. They didn't come to a comedy show to get changed, goddammit. They came to a comedy show to laugh. Did you ever... Uh, hey? did you you ever... can't make everybody laugh. You're no good, Mr. Comedian. Did you ever have yeah. family reunions growing up? Like, like no. where you met at a park with other parts of families that you didn't know you were connected to at all? And, and oh, there was like these, like, yeah. wait, that's your second cousin to the left. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm related to that person? Yeah, now that you recall, yeah, in New Jersey, I guess, when I was real young, we did have a few of those. I was really young, though. This was before I was six, so I barely remember it. Like, you said it, and it makes me, like, have little flashes that might not even be real, you know? <laughs> they were put in there. But. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about this on stage before, My but it is true. I remember one vivid moment when I was young, because everybody was mad at me, because I hit uh, my cousin with a bag of cookies. And uh, everybody was mad, because the cookies went flying, and I remember the cookie, looking at the cookies in the dirt, I'm like, shit, I fucked up. But I was, like, four. And people were angry at me, and I remember that. It's amazing that there could be I mean, even a semi-vivid memory. I mean, when you say, like, I have a vivid memory of it, what is it? I mean, really? I mean, are you, how much are you extrapolating? How much are you, how much are you exaggerating? How vivid is it really? Well, it was big enough in the yeah. first place to some form of it has stayed in Something, your mind. Something, yeah. Like, because that's the thing that's crazy to me is, like, Whenever somebody remembers a ton of stuff from when they were little, I'm always kind of uh, I, I'm baffled by that. I well, think the, it's almost like they're just sort of taking what they kind of remember and then just going ahead and filling out the story. Exactly. I think that is a lot of what happens. I don't think our memory is that fucking good. And I, I think they don't understand really where memory is stored. You know, the, the issue with memory and, and the brain is that they believe that the, every seven years, virtually every cell in the body is regenerated and reborn anew. So there's a new version. Like, in seven years, every cell is different than the seven years before, except the neurons. And so they don't know if this, that memory is stored somehow in the neurons or if it's just sort of handed down like files. Like every seven years, you get a new administration comes in and goes, look, this is the past. This is the uncle that fucked them. This is the thing that happened in second grade. This is the yeah. car accident. All this is, you got to remember this. You got it? You got it? And then they take it and seven years yeah, later and that's when they why you die have... out, 
They yeah, pay. that's why you have pockets of things you don't remember or yeah. things you remembered at one point and don't remember anymore. Dude, I, I, I whole ep- episodes of my life I don't remember. I watched like an old Fear Factory run. I had no recollection of any of it. And it was only 10 years ago. And I'm watching, I don't remember this. I don't remember this happening. I don't remember this. This is weird. I have the two earliest memories I have. One is uh, breaking a pickle jar at a grocery store, like one of those huge ones. And I just remember it being scary. I remember like doing it and stuff like that and falling. And I I think it was like two or three when it happened. And the other one is getting attacked by a bunch of chickens at this farm. And I got pecked. I think I've said that before where I got pecked and I have a scar in between my nose because I was near a chicken nest. If that was me, I would be eating chicken every day. (laughs) But But also those are fried chicken every (laughs) fucking day with one hand on my dick. Right. But both of those memories, I, I remember. Remember, like I remember that happening. I remember the pickle jar. I remember being attacked by chickens, but I don't remember it at, in first person. I remember it kind of being above and looking down at myself. Wow, man. Well, that's the files you got. But also, down. you got to hand down the third person view. Yeah, but also, were those weird. both were those both stories that uh, the family liked to tell? Like, remember when no, you broke not, that huge pickle jar? Not really. Like, every time I bring it up to my mom... She like, has no I, idea. She has no idea. I have to, like, remember her. Yeah, because that oh, wasn't yeah. an important file for her when she was... Yeah. She didn't need to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal when your parents don't remember important shit that happened to you. And, like, that's a big thing. Like, that's breaking a, a pickle thing. jar? Come on. But Poor little Brian could have been dead. Could have <laughs> fell on the sharpest point of that glass. And it could have been over. Yeah. You could have died, right? If it cut me in the... I almost fell off a cliff when balls. I was little. I almost fell off a cliff in San Francisco. I was like eight Are years you old. Yeah. And my, gra- my, my father grabbed me at the very last second. He's your angel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, There's some cliffs near San Francisco. Perfect. There's some little areas where you walk like down near the beach that are really kind of sketchy. You know, there's some, there's some areas where you could fall down and really fuck yourself up, man. You could die. Yeah. The whole, that whole Pacific Coast Highway is so immensely fucking beautiful. But so scary. Can you ever drive that 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 the PCH down yeah, yeah, to San yeah. Francisco? Whoa, was that wild? Doesn't that make your balls just tingle? Like they're <laughs> crackling. Like like they have what is that stuff? The, the snap pop rocks. Remember pop, pop rocks? rocks? Yeah. Remember that would do to your mouth? Yeah. Make, <laughs> that's what it makes your balls feel like when you're going around the, that whole Pacific Coast Highway, looking at that fucking cliff, that fucking drop that's right there. It's <laughs> right there, and it's forever and the ground moves around this bitch all the time it's like you're essentially playing a game of musical chairs you're just hoping you can get from this point to that point where the really thin fucking outcropping that your little metal box is driving around with nothing to stop you from just driving right the fuck off the thing into the the ground and the rocks and the ocean you You ever drive it in a storm oh my god you did yeah, yeah, I've I've had situations where like you know where it's like uh, the waves are crashing up on it. Dude, I was I was stone cold sober. I was it was a sunny day. Um, I was wide awake and I was still shitting my pants. <laughs> I was like, this is a crazy drive, man. It's weird to look at. It's just okay. a mind fuck. It's a mind fuck. That just a little. <laughs> You want to die? You know, or someone's coming at you. You're trusting this other asshole that you don't even know to not be texting right now, to not be fingering himself. You know, you're drunk. drunk. Yeah, drunk. Vodka tampons with pop falling rocks asleep. Yes. All, all of those at once. All of those at once. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. A tsunami of bad luck coming your way, and you're on the left hand lane, and you, you get bumped off into the fucking great blue yonder of the ocean floor. Fuck, man. That's a crazy way to drive. 
You know, I would like to, yeah. I like to have less worry about death in my drive. Driving's always scary to me. I mean, just today I was driving and there was fucking like a sandbag truck overturned or something like that. And there was just sandbags everywhere in the highway out of nowhere. Like you're just driving Whoa. all these sandbags. Everywhere. Dude, I hit a fucking a, 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 one of those um, railroad ties, those iron things. What are those with the tracks? Not a tie, a track, a section of track. Someone had dropped on the fucking highway. Jesus. I was driving and I saw it last minute. I saw this thing and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I remember gripping with both hands. There's no way I could turn. If I tried to turn, I would have I flipped the car. You know, it was just too close. And I hit it and I got, the car launched into the air. The car went boom, boom, boom. Jesus. And blew the fucking tires right off the rims. Like, they're, they're both, I think at least one of them like literally was shredded and i i drove on rims to the next exit and got out and just called the tow truck and and had it dealt with but it was a spooky moment man i hit that fucking thing i saw it last minute i'm like oh fuck that's metal you know it's like that thing <laughs> jesus jesus that you know, sucks bang fucking Oh my God! It's unlucky it didn't. You know, sometimes when you you drive over something too, like you can you can like rip out the bottom of your car. You know, it could come up and oh, it could yeah. go into the bottom of your car. You can drop a tranny you. real easy. Fuck yeah! Mm. Yeah, I always wanted to say that in adult life. Yeah, man. right. Hey, drop this tranny. <laughs> when in high school, guys would blow their fucking their transmission apart doing donuts. It was a common thing. Guys would fuck yeah. up their trannies. We'd hear them driving the next day. You'd hear the transmission misfiring, clank, 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 because guys were doing smoke shows. In San Diego, when I was in high school, there was this there was this street where it was kind of like a San Francisco style street where it went down. It went pretty steep and then straight for just a bit and then steep again. And you could fucking you could get air and you know if you wanted to uh, going down it and so we would intentionally drive fast enough to get the car up into the air and it was like it's the dumbest thing you could do most people don't know but we all got away with it because you know everyone just did it a few times it's the dukes of hazard did, i believe you didn't keep trying it did you ever fuck your car up did you ever break anything no the, the one time on another hill driving with some friends as a joke i uh, or not as a joke. I just for whatever reason I was gonna I was trying to throw the car into neutral and I threw it into reverse while going qu you know quickly downhill. Oh and my the, and god! The fucking noise that that made was insane. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And I, I immediately had to just pull the car over and you know get a get it towed and get it fixed. You just exploded your transmission. Yeah, yeah. Just really. This shouldn't be able to go there. It shouldn't be able to go into reverse. That I know, insane. right? That's, yeah. You shouldn't be able to do that. But it was like an old. It was a, like an AMC Hornet. Oh, and uh, it was it was pretty dumb. Car yeah, why you're going with. in forward direction? Isn't there a way to engineer some sort of a way that that doesn't just? I think you can't anymore. I don't think you or you know the new cars or, can't. Or, or yeah, you have to kind of you move it to the side. You know, it's almost like a stick shift where you have to kind it's of like a medicine bottle. Work it into each yeah. each level or whatever. But you know, I was a kid, you know, teenager. You're a silly little Goofing goose. Around. Oh, I did so much silly shit when I was a kid. It's was, amazing that kids ridiculous. should be allowed to drive cars. Oh, so now when I'm driving around, whenever I get cut off by somebody that looks like they're 15, 16, I'm just like, uh, they're such assholes. Yeah. Like, also, when I was that age, I, I was an asshole driver, but I didn't have, all I had was maybe an occasional fast food from the drive-in. I didn't have texting, you know, I right. didn't have, uh, right, right. you know, headphones on or all, all the, you know, all the distractions of today. And now I can't believe that there's any... That there's anywhere in a car that has a, a, a you know a TV 
There's not like a <laughs> there's not like a limo that's being driven by a professional. Right. You know what I mean? Like just even if you have your kids in the back seat watching some shit on TV, wouldn't that be an extra distraction that no, it's the opposite. Could be dangerous, or you just like how focused it makes the kids. The kids zone out. The kids are done. But why do you? you but you definitely don't need a TV up up above the no. rearview mirror. No, that's stupid. Those are ridiculous. Put, you can't see. That's yeah, a, yeah. that's how it is. And uh, I rented a car. Um, I rented a. Um, it was an escalator or navigator, one of those. And that's what the the TV was. The TV would come down in the center, and it would block the view. You you couldn't yeah, see. Bizarre. You look over your rear view. You're like in a U-Haul. Yeah. yeah Do they say exactly. only to watch it when you're not in motion. Or no, you're supposed like to that? watch it in motion because the kids, you know, that's when that's when it tunes them out. But the better ones are on the headsets. Yeah. And now they have them on the headsets where you can have uh, each one is watching a different thing. So they can watch and different they have things. Headphones? They have headphones. Yeah, yeah dude. That's smart. When you have, let me tell you something. You got a three and a half year old. That's the perfect shit. They just zonk out. No more questions. It's just uh, they watch Dora the Explorer and they have a good old fucking time. So they don't even mind driving. You know, they don't yeah. mind driving because driving for them is like going to the movies. They have like cool little DVDs they watch and uh, they have a good time. And the DVDs like you can get like little educational ones. You know, so it's actually good for them. I love Make it. Make them watch like you know. There's like your kid can read and shit. Kids are gonna be way smarter today than we were. We didn't get access to anything until we were fucking. It's gonna be cool in the future. I bet the you could, the babies are gonna be so smart at such a young age that they're gonna be able to drive cars for you. So they're gonna be like as a kid being able to. Just Brian, sit your there. baby's never gonna be able to drive for you. <laughs> I <fuck>. think <laughs> that was a classic like in Brian misfiring of the mind <laughs> where you didn't think about that at all. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure just, babies uh, out of the womb are just gonna drive. You never know. They could. They're gonna drive everyone around. It's probably driving is going to be so easy because it's all going to have magnets around your whole car that they just have to push one button for like on or something. Brian, you're such a silly man. <laughs> you're such a silly man. You know why do why do you want more babies? I need more drivers. I need more people driving me around that I don't have to teach anything. Driving to. baby and no one know everything. Want, no one would want to have sex with. Yeah, the so it would just be a matter of you need life experience, but you have full intelligence right away. You just need life experience, so we make you like work as a driver. I think for people the first are going to be years out of the womb. people are going to be uh, dumber, smarter. They're going to be in some areas. They're going to be dumber because some things are going to become obsolete. Like you're mm. not going to ever need math. to know a phone number. Yeah. You know, math maybe, but hopefully people. Well, are still that's in a, math. Is, that is adaptation, right? I mean, that's what's going on. We're adapting to this new environment. We're adapting to these new needs. You know, it's um, unquestionably something is happening. Can and you that's imagine? Something is that we're getting into a symbiotic relationship with technology. But can you imagine how life- much space in your brain is available that would 15, 20 years ago be full of phone numbers mm-hmm. that you don't need to remember anymore? But don't you remember a lot of different things now? Don't you think that you have a lot of information that you get through the internet that you probably would never get before? You know, a lot of people, it, it was difficult for them to be stimulated in the days before the internet. But today, there's not a time in the world where I'm at an airport that has Wi-Fi where I'm bored. Yeah, but you know, no, what? I love, I love yeah. airport Wi-Fi. You know what I'm you saying? Can really, we, just sit there. Yeah. And you can either goof around or get stuff yeah, done. But either exactly. way, you're, you're you're killing the time yeah, so but much y- better. You're yeah, you're you're you you know you're enjoying yourself. You're you're actually having a good time. You're getting entertained. But you. you are also using it different than some people use the internet a lot of people just go on there play cards and talk about video games but even then like if you have a say if you have an hour to kill and you're at the airport you know you log on to your favorite video game forum and you find out what the hell's going on it's entertaining and then boom you know your time's gone you listen to podcasts hey come on it's um it's very it's, it's a very interesting like uh 
pro- uh, progression to try to like look ahead to. It's like you go, okay, wh- where the fuck is this going to go next? Like, what is the next symbiotic relationship between human beings and technology? Because the cell phone is pretty much a part of your fucking body. So what what's next? Fake you know? people having sex. You really sex think it's robots? Fake, actual fake people? <laughs> Fleshlights that have emotions. It's the fucking singularity. But what's man. the emotions? No, you can turn it off. Okay. The emotions would get people dick hard. Yeah. I do like porn where, there's, there's where everybody people. seems to be having fun more than porn where people seem to be, you know... I just watched just a horrible the porn emotions. the other day that was just Some people porn. like watching porn where people fight and then they fuck and, and then when they fuck, they, like, you know, get back at each other and then resolve their issues through fucking. Like, people like those... They I like videos like that. When people that. are actually angry at each other because that's when they have their best sex. So like a lot of people have the, the best sex they ever have is makeup sex. Like, there's girls that will, like, I, I firmly believe they have learned to start fights so that the man will, like, step in, argue with them for a little bit, then they resolve everything, they make up, they say they love you, and then they fuck and they love it, and they have, like, super extra-charged fucking. So I think they start problems, and men and women, I'm sure. Because they like a story. That's why women can read uh, pornographic things, and men need to see them. Exactly. So women like the story. The women mm. like the what leads up to having the, you know, that's yeah. why foreplay is so important. They like drama. <laughs> yeah. Crazy freaks. They like it to have a beginning, middle, and an end, and then the end has to go on for longer than we want it to. Have you ever thought what it would be like to be a woman for a day? Have of you course. Ever, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> Brian, as soon as life, he hears that microwave with the cantaloupe ding, of course. Brian's life would be not much different. He would just be a lesbian. No, I, 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 I've said this before. Where when I was younger, I would like look at my boobs and act like they were real boobs, and then just try to kiss them. But you know, like you that's about as close as to being like, like. But that's the question, though. If you're, but are you a girl for a day who wants cock, or are you yeah, a girl yeah, for you, a day? You gotta that, go for the whole experience. Oh, I wouldn't. You should want get that. fucked too. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd probably be interesting to feel what it like, would feel like to get fucked, but I uh, couldn't, yeah, the I couldn't stop thinking horrific. about how there's a dick in me. Yeah, and in your mouth, too. Because yeah. you're going to have to no, suck it, too. I, no, no thanks. Imagine feeling what a period <laughs> would like be like. I'm gonna, when I'm a girl for a day, I'm going to convert to be, uh, don't they say Jewish girls don't, don't like to blow No, beans? Jewish girls love to do it. That's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. They say so they then I'll like be to. Jewish. That's nonsense. You'll be Jewish? <laughs> and then I'll love it. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, isn't there some sort of girls that don't don't like to blow dudes, or is that just women? Yeah, is that just girls in general? I don't know. It's just always going to be dudes complaining. Because that's what I, that's what's fun about porn that you can't often get a girl that you're just you know hooking up with or whatever in porn that they often act like it's the most delicious thing yeah. you could have sucking mm, a cock. I know. And most girls are just sort of like just All doing right. just doing what they got to do to get it over with. Some yeah. girls know. Some girls love dick. You got to find them. <laughs> You know why? It's kind of gross if a girl's sucking your cock and she doesn't want to. Yeah. You know. It's well, like same, not, I'm not saying like, doesn't want to. Like wants to please you, but right. also doesn't think this is the most delicious thing she's. But ever don't you had like eating mouth. pussy? Don't you like eating pussy? I do. I love it. But so I, how I, could anybody? But think I think that, I love the pleasing the person is, yeah. is or, or maybe a little sense of control is the most important part than sense the, of than, control. Than, than how it tastes and looks and feels. Those are all good too. But you know, I think that it's more like. It's just fun. It's just fun to you know, because that's a great way to please a woman. Doug Benson putting it out there, bitches. He'll eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Benson will eat your ass. <laughs> you will. How how often do you eat ass? Oh, 
you know. Whenever it's there, whenever the breakfast, mood lunch, is right. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> whenever the time is right. Maybe some brunch, maybe some happy hour. Yeah, so maybe some after dinner ass eating. What does that mean, eating ass? Licking like, a girl's asshole. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> I love when people, when you talk about something, they go, yeah, and then they say no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude, yeah. it's awesome. Frenching it? That's a no, but that's an immediate reaction. You know, when someone says, yeah, I don't think so. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, that's what that Sandusky guy should have said when they asked him, are you attracted to young boys? Yeah, I don't think so. No, instead he's like, he repeated, like, ask me again if I eat a lot are of you, ass. Are you, do you eat a lot of ass? Do I eat a lot of ass? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't eat a lot of ass. <laughs> that is the world's biggest ass eater. <laughs> That's a world champion <laughs> ass eater with, with the stacks of Captain trophies. Captain ass eater. Them. I don't eat enough. There should totally yeah. be trophies for the best ass eating. That's a goddamn adventure. You can get trophies for parasailing. You should get trophies for ass eating. Mm-hmm. Why not? Ass-eating contests? Well, if, if the world were free and we weren't so worried about things, pornography could be judged on the, the merits of technique. Zero percent toilet right. paper in the ass is always important. That's very important. Toilet paper, when you, when you go down on a girl and you oh. find toilet paper oh. just dangling yeah. off her ass, yeah. it's so disturbing. See, that's, uh, that's probably one of the things that keeps me out of that out of that region it's well, just uh, so, I stuff so it many in. ways it could backfire I stuff it back in so it's not to, pr- to oh like ruin Lord. anything I don't want her to be upset well, when they get a little anything. stubble it's like essentially you know it's like a little bit of sandpaper yeah. and you rub some toilet paper on some sandpaper you're gonna it's yeah. gonna leave some residue do you like stuff in your ass? no <laughs> no the way you said that. No, I'm actually very scared. The way you scared said that it was ass. like this is the end of a long conversation. You like stuff in your ass? I'm very scared of my ass. I don't know. As I grew Should older, be. it's just. Well, that's it's good, I guess, then. In my Should meat be. diet. That's good. Your meat diet? Yeah. How often do you eat vegetables? I eat them every day, but that's I just I don't know, dude. What you should do is what I do. That I think I have a food allergy. Thing. I just need to test. Get on, get on the kale shake, son. I'm telling you, oh, it's I not I, it's I'm, not delicious. I it can't be, but I don't mind eating kale so much. I kind of pick that up every once in a while, like the Whole Foods or something. Yeah, like along with the oh, piece like a of salad meat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's I'm, not bad, but a shake of that. Kevin James turned me on to this shit, and um, he started doing it and lost like 80 pounds. And what he's doing is. Essentially, it takes like cucumbers, kale, celery. This is how I do it: cucumbers, kale, celery, and I put a, a chunk of ginger in there too, and a whole pear. See, I don't do the ginger anymore. It no? drives me crazy. I, I think I hate ginger. I like that. I you like should that put some sting. ass in there. Yeah. yeah, I put a little ass in there, Brian. I like the sting of ginger. I like that. Yeah. That that it's it's, it's too spicy. Yeah, it's very spicy, but I like that. It's good for you. And uh, so anyway, um, I uh, it blend it all up in this Vitamix thing. You ever see a Vitamix? It's like a mixer designed to to pulverize. You see, it's not really juicing because it's just chopping the living fuck out of all these vegetables until it's like a soup. And then you drink this soup, and it's um it's fucking it's not bad. It doesn't taste bad. It's you, just sort of a task. And know, how does like, and you lose weight because well, it's you're, not even you're losing just weight. Pure you vegetables just, and there's no other. You there's feel nothing bad great. In it. You feel it's a giant serving of vegetables, like much more vegetables probably than you would ever really eat. Oh yeah, you know, you I have to force it. myself to eat most vegetables. You know, you're not going to eat like six giant leaves of kale, ten stalks of celery, a whole cucumber. It's rare that you would eat that many vegetables in one sitting. You could do it, but this is even better because it's completely taking the whole chewing down process out. So you're you're digesting it, you're swallowing it, and it's like just incinerated just chopped up into little tiny ass pieces and it's like really easily absorbed by your body and your shits 
magnifico. <laughs> the shit's become amazing. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're drinking. You're so lubed up, too, your, though, your dude. Food. Your whole system is just... The, whenever you have... If you have a steak later, it slides out like a toboggan. Whoop-wee! I got a great drink for your Vitamix, Joe. This is a, a late-night drink, like, with some food. Yeah. Uh, vodka, ice, uh, red seedless grapes, like a lot of red seedless grapes, um, and a little bit, uh, two apples, ah. and it's it's uh it's kind of like grape vodka, but like it's got a little bit of a texture to it. It's cool. Wow, yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. So you make like a little smoothie. Make a little smoothie, yeah. Ah. And if you if you have any uh, not um, what's that sweetener that's made out of uh, cactus or something like that? If you have any of that, put that in there. Uh, stevia, you mean? Yeah, you can use stevia. Oh, too. agave. Agave. Yeah, that's yeah. What, I use agave, but uh, I heard agave is not so good for you. It's, it's I don't why not I don't know I read that somewhere I need to research that somebody said that agave is not good for you I think like any artificial sweeteners that's I mean Isn't it's not that a kind of tequila but, um, agave it's well I think they make uh, they make uh, tequila out of it okay. yeah but it's a plant agave is a plant and it's a real sweet plant and you know that's uh somehow or another they make tequila out of that yeah yeah some process yeah, but it's, it's, it's also somehow like a see that word a lot associated with tequila. I made lemonade the other day with it with agave it's really delicious yeah. But it's I was drinking stuff. it. I was like, it's probably not so good for you. Why? Why not? Uh, stevia is supposed to be good for you. But stevia to me is not like a real sweet taste. It's no. like a trick sweet. Yeah. It's like a almost it's like an aspirate. Like a, what was that old shit? Sweet and Low. You remember how Sweet and Low had yeah. that funky fucking, it was kind of sweet, but kind of funky. I kind of like it though better than than any of it. But the, the problem I have is they, they need to have it at more places. Like Starbucks seems like it should have it. Right. Why stevia. does it Starbucks have stevia? Right. Well, I don't think people, I think it's a taste issue. I don't prefer the taste of it. I think it's probably something you can get used to, but I don't like sweet sweeten things i don't i don't mind things being not sweet you know what i mean like coffee i don't want coffee sweetened i don't sweet nice and iced tea i just drink it you know yeah i don't put any extra shit into pretty much anything really <laughs> yeah you watch your health do you what do you take care of yourself I, you know i go through periods that are you know you ever I, eat I cake in bed? up and down uh, no i don't think i've ever eaten cake in bed never uh-uh i don't think so what about in the tub <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten food in the tub. That's the cat in the hat comes back. He eats cake in the tub and it becomes a mess. Mm. That motherfucker. That's, that's, that that's, is that, do you paraphrase it that way when you read that to your children? <clears throat> my, it's my kids' favorite stories. They're fun because I, I, I get into them. I get into the cat in the hat you, ones. You They're brilliantly written stuff. Do you have frog and toad? You got to get them in the frog and toad. Okay. That's the best. Remember that? Frog and Toad. Was yeah. About a frog and a toad that lived together, and they were sort friends. of vaguely remember that. Or they were best Oh, friends. and they're trying to cross the highway, and you have to. It was cool. Get them to the frog and toad. Lily pads. No. Oh, that's Frogger. It's weird that a frog would hang with the toad. Yeah, they're different yet. So the we're same. lucky. Frogs are little. Those cunts. You know how oh, evil frogs horrible, would be yeah. if they're big. They'd just be taking kids right out of your arms. Have <laughs> you seen big frogs? They're pretty big. I mean, big, like yeah. real big, like dog size. If frogs were huge, they would eat babies. I almost bought a frog recently. I used researching frogs a long time ago because of the licking frogs. And so I got really into frogs. Uh, uh, and they have Pac-Man frogs. You ever seen Pac-Man frogs? Their mouths open up like a, wow. a Pac-Man. Frogs are ruthless motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, they, they eat like mice sometimes. I might, might have made that up. No, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about the fact that frogs eat dogs? Have you ever seen those frogs that eat dogs? Yeah, man. How about the fact that people take frogs and they get high with them? Yeah, that's what. That's why I was researching frogs because I was going to buy frogs off eBay a long time ago. It was something like that. You can buy that. I don't know if they made that frog illegal yet. What is the frog that does it? The frog it produces five meo DMT. It's really incredibly potent hallucinogen. And what you do is you take this frog and the the skin excretes like some sort of a white milky substance, and you uh, do it on a window of a car. So that it's in the sun or anything glass that's outside, right. like a glass coffee table. You, you secrete it, and then when it dries off, you scrape it with a razor blade, and it becomes a white powder. You put it in oh something, you freebase it, and you blast off. Welcome to the center of the universe, provided by a frog. Do you think that's why that the end of the world like is going to be a work. bunch of frogs flying on us? Because we're all going to start tripping off these frogs. Because it's going to be frogs everywhere, mm. and then we're going to go into this DM treat. That's trip unlikely. That's I'm unlikely. tripping off of how Joe says hallucinogen. 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 That's the correct Hallucinogen is what I'm used to. The hallucinogen is good as well. Toad. It's like nuclear or nuclear. <laughs> no, those aren't two. You don't have options nuclear. on that one. <laughs> Nuclear options? <laughs> if I said nuclear, would you correct it's me? It's like often nuclear. and often. Nuclear. Coupon and coupon. Nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs. Nuclear. I don't think I would correct you out loud. I would just assume you're, <laughs> you're an idiot. I, you're, no, I just assume you're, you know, like, you hear them both ways so often. Mm-hmm. Like, of all the dumb things that George Bush said and did, th- that one to me was like, well, but a lot of people say it the wrong way. Right. So it's, you just get used to it. It's just like old expressions that now people say them the wrong the wrong way. What about when you know English people write things different? They write their correct tires is T Y R E S. I kept seeing that written in an English magazine. I was like, why the fuck are they writing world? Tires? World. It's spelled W R O L D instead of W O R L D. Really? World? Yeah, world. It's pronounced like world. wrong. Yeah, like wrong. Did you just make that up? <laughs> I always get I I say world, and everyone gives me shit. So you make that up? No. It's not spelled W R. No, yeah, I made it. You up. made that up. Yes. You, you motherfucker. <laughs> they, they just said. Colors, they just though. said you. Color. They have color. a U in yeah, color. Yeah. They yeah. Had that like. There's a bunch of different. It's funny when you're reading tweets, you don't even have to look to see where the person's right. from when it's got those things in it. Well, they also say cheers, mate. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they always say you're you're a legend. You're a legend, mate. You're a legend, mate. I think that's just you, Joe. Yeah. Because calls me a legend. Because you are a legend. No, in England, they, they love that expression. Faces. They love that expression. They, they love, love brilliant. They love brilliant. They say brilliant. Yeah, brilliant a lot. is great. That's another one they do. Retard. Cunt. They like to say cunt. I like how you publicly announce that when you ban people on Twitter, like you're like you are banned. No, blocked. 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 But sometimes I'm just kidding. Like sometimes right. I'll just take some dumb tweet that Kim Kardashian wrote or something, and I'll say blocked. <laughs> or or I'll you know somebody will write something to me that's actually kind of nice, and I'll write blocked just to be silly, and I'll write to them and say I, I didn't really block you. I just I just wanted to retweet what you said, but I also I don't like just retweeting compliments and stuff because I just think that that's oh just, so you retweet a compliment and then say blocked that's funny yeah because <laughs> then it's like then then everybody gets a laugh out of it like oh he's such an asshole that oh, guy that said funny. that nice thing you know but I just think that like there's just too much too many people that just want they're all about getting retweets and like you know yeah, be- there's be- a lot begging of for them and it's just like that's kind of whack dude the the whole retweet thing I respond to people as much as I can but that that is kind of whack. Yeah, you're good with people though. You like answer questions and stuff. I just get the same questions all the time. People always ask me because I follow 420 people. I thought that'd be 
funny thing on my site on my page that says I follow 420 people but then also that's like about how many people I want to follow like if there's somebody that that I'm not interested in anymore and I want to add somebody I'll drop somebody and add them I just keep oh, it at really? 420 oh that's you know? hilarious and then a lot of people get it right away <laughs> they don't ask to be added because they're like I don't want to uh, ruin your 420 thing dude but I'd love it if you added me or whatever uh, but <laughs> dude is anybody more connected to the pop movement than you I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as political as people might want me to be about it. Although I've got some news for you guys that I'd love to share with your listeners/slash viewers. Sure. In Missouri, in for 2012, there's a chance of getting outright legalization on the ballot. Really? Yeah. Skipping over. They're skipping over the medical thing. They just need X number of signatures, and it's not that many. They just need a certain number of signatures to, to get it to happen, and they need the signatures by May. So if you're in Missouri, get a hold of like your local normal chapter, uh, you know, N-O-R-M-L. That's how Brian's always spelt normal. How many? <laughs> and, uh, and, and just make sure you find out where you can go because it has to be physical signatures, which is the most fucked up thing in this computer age. People should be able to sign petitions now on their computer. Yeah, online. And, and some do. Like the conservatives get lots of good petitions going online but for to get on the ballot for legalization in missouri Everyone which should, i would love because there's yeah. a lot of cities in missouri that i like and if i got to go there and know that City marijuana was legal that'd yeah. be so much fun well you know marijuana is legal in denver pretty much yeah denver can't they give you some sort of ticket they don't they if don't you're do like shit. blowing it on a, I think it's one of those yards where they can it on the car yeah i mean yeah. i'm sure you're not supposed to be out there publicly drinking just like you're not supposed to be out there publicly smoking pot but, they're not, but they they're do not it stopping in Denver. People, at all. people are pretty chill. Yeah, they're not stopping people at all. There's a lot of cities, and and you know, there's 16 states in Washington D.C. that are are medical, but then a lot of cities, it's been you know, kind of is it 16 quietly, states now? 16 I think so. States? Yeah, I think it's it's been kind of quietly decriminalized in a lot of places. A lot of those states, though, it's really hard to get a license. It's not as easy as California. Oh yeah, and it's really hard to the 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 whole dispensary system isn't in place, you know. Yeah, and that's the problem currently in California is that the feds are again threatening to cut to to basically close down dispensaries. And then the question is, well, where are the patients? Because they're seeming they seem to be okay with patients at this point. Like if you're a medical marijuana patient, you should be able to get it. But where are the patients going to get it if they close down the dispensaries? I guess they're supposed to grow their own or have some sort of yeah, co-op. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the concern from the law enforcement is that there's a lot of profit being made that is not supposed to be, uh, you know, according to the way the law is structured. It's you're not supposed to be able to profit as much as these people are profiting. But the bottom line is, you sh the, that should be the very last thing that law enforcement is devoting its resources to you know no one's getting hurt there okay yeah, it's so your 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 all your attention should be devoted to crime all your attention should be devoted to reckless drivers drunk drivers crime assaults and violent crime associated yeah. with marijuana would yeah. go away exactly. if it was legal <laughs> yeah just leave it alone and uh, i swear everything will be better it's really simple you know there's there's other shit to concentrate on but i think also, uh, that in some cases, uh, places need arrests. They need to make arrests, and it's a fucking easy collar. It's not hard. No one's going to shoot you when you're uh, closing down a pot store. You know, you go there, you bring guys who are dressed like they're ready to go to war in Afghanistan, and they fucking go in there with machine guns, and they clear everything out, and they take everything. And it's crazy, man. You know, the, the ones that uh, they had in L.A. a few years back where they had the guys who were had Blackwater uniforms on, they, had, they were Blackwater guys. They hired mercenaries to go in there and clean up and close down these pot shops. 
And you're like, what? Those are the weirdest raids. Like in, Super- do you remember that though? Do you remember yeah. the Blackwater shit? In in Super Jaime, we show two different raids, and uh, and one of the biggest laughs in the movies. Unfortunately, not me speaking. Uh, some somebody that's just a you know a protester advocate that's hanging outside a place that's being raided uh, yells at the guys as they're walking downstairs with boxes full of uh, marijuana and money. Uh, yells at him, "Go bust a meth lab, you pussies." <laughs> <laughs> No so shit, funny. right? Yeah, no yeah. shit. It's so easy. It's an easy collar. It's weak. You, you know, it's wrong. And I'm sure uh, and a lot of the guys that are involved in doing those things, are, it's again, they're just following orders. They're just like, you know, they're Absolutely. not. Absolutely. I get, I get people in law enforcement more and more saying hey to me and winking at me and saying yeah. I like your work and stuff. Kissing on the lips. A lot of making out. I just, I just will not. <laughs> I just, I just draw the line at eating their ass. Don't draw that line, bro. Yeah, <clears throat> think oh, of the sacrifice. I gotta make. try it. I just think of asses as being, you know, I just have a very juvenile attitude towards asses. Make them do a stripper shower before. I always, and I don't want anything in my ass, even even a nice soft tongue. I always say the cops don't get nearly enough credit, and there's a the, there's a divide between the citizens and the police that doesn't have to exist. It's ridiculous. They should be supported, you know, and. People support troops, but very few people support cops. And well, there's, there's bad cops for sure, but it's a small percentage. We get to see how how good yeah. cops are, though, because like we're usually in situations where it's it's sort of you know, especially you, like where you see a lot of law enforcement that's like kind of it, they're sort of protecting you in, in you know just being out in public and stuff, right? I don't really have cops protecting me when I'm out in public. No, but man. I mean, when you when they see you, they're like you're a celebrity to them. So you're like, well, the, you, the last thing their cops are going to do is hassle you. Well, that's true. But they, you know, also when I got pulled over, when I wasn't a celebrity, I'm polite. You you, you ask me a question, no sir. You ask me for my license, yeah, I give it true. to you. It's true. You do I'm, everything I'm respectful. Yeah, I've I've gotten out of a few arrest yeah. situations by just being polite. If cop and knows you're legitimately respectful. You know they appreciate that. You know, it's, look, man, it's a, that's the fucking job. The job is we agree. That guy gets the gun and the fucking flashing lights, and you listen to him. Yes, sir. No, sir. And that that means you're a good citizen and you're not trying to fucking cause any trouble. And in turn, he doesn't you know take advantage of this power that's presented to him by this willingness for people to obey. And he doesn't automatically assume that everybody owes it to him. And that's mm-hmm. the problem with older cops. That's the problem with these white shirt cunts that you see punching people in these Occupy Wall Street crowds. They they think they can punch people. You know, there there's ones, and it's not all of them. It's just a small fraction of them. But they feel like they're better than people. They feel like they've been ordering people around. People have been forced to listen to them so long. They have a complex. They've been involved in law enforcement for 30 years, and you have to fucking listen to them, you know? Yeah. They're bullies. They're bullies, you know? You give people ultimate power, you're going to get ultimate corruption. We all know that. And even though you don't think of that as corruption, that is absolutely corruption. When that guy, that, that guy in that white shirt in the video punches that chick in the face, that's fucking corruption. That is 100% corruption. That's all, or somebody told me that's not a chick. That's actually a very feminine man. Either way... I say it's a chick. <laughs> I say it's a, a chick dude. Chick-like tendencies. Yeah, a very chick-like dude. And the guy punches him right in the face with a very sloppy overhand right, too. It's a real piss-poor technique. I really was very, very upset with this. You should make a uh, video of you and... A protester correctly? Uh, no, no. I mean, just take that video and then do the play-by-play yeah. like you're like you're <laughs> doing it for a fight. Like, who the fuck taught him how to throw that right hand? Yeah, yeah. And for a 102-pound chick, she takes it well. She took it well. It's a weak-ass punch. 
But, you know, the fact that he thought that he could do that, I don't care what that person said to him, you know. If someone's is, is yelling at you and causing you, calling you names and becoming a problem and you have to arrest him, then you fucking arrest him. You don't have to punch people in the fucking head, you dick. What do you think about the, um, the preponderance of uh, taser incidents and uses of tasers everywhere? It's ridiculous. Not just tasers. How about the flash bombs they're throwing on people? Did you see that shit? They, that was a, guy, a guy was a wounded vet. The whole thing is disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's like these cops are, you know, they're forced every day to go out there and try to combat this ever-growing thing that has shows no signs of weakening. In fact, shows uh, signs of gaining momentum and strength. And that's why all these movements are being taken to try to s squash it and to try to suppress it. Because they go, well, we got to stop this now. Because right now it's 30,000 people. What the fuck do we do when it's 300,000 people out there? Guess what? They're going to come through those doors. 300,000 people are going to come through those doors. And they're going to start throwing people out windows you know and i don't think they will i mean it's not violent it hasn't been a violent movement so far mm, but no. that's what they would do if they had three hundred thousand people so yeah. if you if you think of if you're like mayor bloomberg or if you're you know one of these fucking guys that owns some giant hedge fund and you've made billions of dollars just raping people your whole life and then all of a sudden you know you you know, picture what you would do if you were all those people. Yeah. You would think, those people are going to get me. They're going to come and get They're me. They're going to storm the gates. Even if they stay nonviolent, these people are never going to accept that because they're always going to assume that human nature is always violent. So they're going to push these people back before it ever gets to a point where they can't control it. And that's why they're, they're clearing these fucking tents out. That's why they're trying to... I guess they had a old library full of books there, too. Yeah, and they threw all the books away. What the fuck, man? You're throwing books away? That yeah. should be against the law, okay? Right there? That should be a crime. In this day of a and age of ultimate retardation that we find ourselves in, where people are so fucking dopey that you're throwing books away? God damn, man. You talk about someone who's not working for the greater good of the people cop that's throwing books away yeah for the worst and all and all in the, in the name of you know the supposed name of public safety oh it's know. so gross well you know that uh, chase uh paid the cops 4.6 million dollars made a huge donation to the cops of course isn't that ridiculous everything everything behind everything is 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 money now the money that the these people that are going to try to defeat obama the money the millions and millions that they're raising that's all it's going to is just trying to win an election like such a such a messed up system people are starving those millions of dollars could feed people and instead they're just putting somebody else in charge who's not who you know cuz obama as much as he seems to try you know, there's. He's uh, ineffective. Everything's going to be ineffective. Whoever, if he loses, if he wins. I mean, if he wins, I think his next four years could be kind of interesting because he'll kind of have a nothing to fucking lose kind of. Is attitude. that true, though, man? I hope so. You know, I don't buy that anymore because I just haven't seen any evidence whatsoever that he has any power at all. I just, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe it. I think they, uh, there's a whole group of people that have got him into position, and once those people sit down with him, they explain to him what they would like to get done, and that's what gets done, and that's why Guantanamo Bay still open. That's but why stuff still slips through the cracks. Like there's no, there's no uh, money interest that wanted to get rid of Don't Ask don't tell and he made that happen yeah that's a bone that he threw people you know yeah is, but that's a you know as that? bones go it's pretty good yeah it's good that good yeah you know what that means that means that gay people are allowed to become hired killers too yay 
<laughs> the fuck kind of advancement is that? That's well, ridiculous. but they can, you know, gay people. They, you know, you it's know, not. It's, it's uh, not that I'm, and I'm, I'm 100 not anti-soldier whatsoever. The sho- I am for the soldiers. What I'm not for is the people that tell the soldiers what to do. Every fucking army needs soldiers. Every nation needs an army because guess what? Human nature is what it is. There's a lot of bad fucking people in the world. What makes me sick is when bad people take good soldiers and make them do bad shit. And they do that for their own good. So it's not that I'm against soldiers. I'm 100% for soldiers. Soldier, I'm, uh, those are people I understand. What I'm not for is the people that put soldiers in situations where these soldiers think they're doing the right thing because they're following orders. They think they're doing the right thing because they're going after guys who look like bad guys. But the big question never gets answered. What the fuck are you doing there in the first place? You think you're doing the right thing? What the fuck are you doing there in the first place? Are you going to stop another 9-11? Those guys are dead. They're all dead. The guys who did it are dead. This is how you stop it. You don't don't let that happen again. <laughs> Get everybody over here. Fucking put more yeah, soldiers in the streets. Just have everybody watching Jesus. stuff more carefully. Yeah, keep keep America safe. Make though. soldiers the TSA employees. You just keep, can't deny the economic re- reasons for going over there. You can't deny it. I mean, in the middle of this peak oil crisis, everybody's freaking out about what happens when we run out of oil. Is it possible to run out of oil? What happens if the the prices skyrocket to the point where we get a massive recession? And so that's the, the the reason why we go over there. We go over there to control the oil. Do we go over there because there's not much left? I mean, what what's really going on? Let me know. <laughs> Do you think that all this is leading up to like the, like the protests, the you know, getting the troops back here? Like all this is just going to lead to something like a new hands across America and a new we are the world. We already we're going to have to go through something like that I again. I think it already is there. <laughs> You're worried about having to go through Hands Across America? The only thing I'm worried about is the We Are the World parodies that stand-up comics will close their acts with. That's what I'm worried about. Kevin Meany. Another Kevin Meany. I can't even. I, I, I remember Hands Across America, but I don't remember if I did it or not. I remember. I don't think it worked, right? It didn't work. It was fake, and they just edited things together. Like yeah, it was can't. like, wow, look how far it goes, all the way to yeah. the end. Do you know I don't know if colds I've... were transferred from person to person that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I stood somewhere and held hands with two people on a street somewhere or not. I think my uncle You'd told me I'd it was him. That if I did it, well, that's what we're talking about. Every yeah. seven years, you get some shitty yeah. files that you that have to a, sort. That's been a while since that happened. I think my uncle yeah, told me but, it was uh, Hands Across but America, it but we were in caused, the shower. It shouldn't have caused you that much inconvenience, Brian, as an individual. Yeah, it's not that big a deal, Brian. I think this is a little the, bigger the than We Hands Are The Across World America. song. The worst is the That's weird of. that you're in fear of another We Are The World song. <laughs> That's so not what's going on here. What's going on here is some overthrow the government type shit. That's what's going on here. What's going on here is people saying, hey, this system right now doesn't fucking work at all. Just, you know, That's, yeah, This is the only time in our life that I've ever seen this. Never seen anything even remotely close to it. No, every president uh, in my lifetime has raised taxes at, at a point where taxes need to be raised. Yeah, you know, it's never been this crazy. It's never been this. Uh, there's been never been this much discontent. There's never been giant protests all over the world. They have occupied Toronto. Guess what? Toronto's doing great. They're doing awesome. Yeah, it seems. They, right. they have a good economy. They're 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 you know they don't have nearly the problems with unemployment that we have. They're they're fucking doing pretty good up there. A lot better than we're doing, man. But people are still like, fuck it, it's not good enough. Was the 55,000 people at Rogers Center, was that the the most people at one UFC event ever? Yeah, yeah, that was epic. Yeah, and those those t- those tickets aren't cheap. Though the record is actually being held by, um, I think the I think in Japan they've had 90,000 people. Really? Yeah, I think that's not the biggest they've ever you had. You weren't there, at though? At least East 80. No, it wasn't the UFC, it was uh, Pride, uh, Pride uh. events. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure during the peak of mixed martial arts, they had something like 80,000 plus people, which is really insane when you think about it. Because when, when we did uh, the UFC, it was 55, but then they released an additional 5,000 seats and they sold them too. So it turned out to be 60,000. It's just they had to figure out how many seats they could have and put, bring in all the equipment because it was a, a completely different show. It was really stressful for everyone uh, doing it because they had these giant fucking TVs everywhere. So everything is being shown on these 80-foot fucking TVs. I mean, it's a huge place, man. And you could people were watching it from the hotel. That's really wild. The huh. back of the Rogers Center has a fucking hotel with windows wide open, and you could look. People had rooms where they could look out their window and watch the fight. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. I didn't even see that, dude. It's the shit. That place is huge. They play baseball in there, man. I mean, wrap place, your head around that. Yeah. Well, is that the only place where um, they uh, they gave us? Uh, earphones they gave us these things that we put in our in our ears to listen to you call the the matches you can get those anywhere uh, everywhere yeah. has them yeah they're, they're, that's they're just the only place anybody's ever walked up to me and said here do you want this you know oh. they were just giving them out to people for some reason in toronto oh well, that's and I, so i, I listened the whole time i think you should get it with your ticket you know you're paying a fuckload for your ticket anyway they just hand them bitches out when they get in the door that'd be a nice thing yeah you know? I was, I, but it's I, only 10 bucks and you could reuse it at every ufc event yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what ended up happening with the one that I had because you know I smoke a lot of pot. But you do uh, smoke a lot of pot, don't you? Especially in Toronto, um, I smoked it. T Toronto's awesome. Well, did you ever do that pot club where you uh, you do? Yeah, yeah, up? yeah. You told me yeah. about it, and then I did it this next time I was there. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't say the name because I don't know how how easy it is to get in trouble for that. But I don't think it's that easy. There. I don't know, but I think they're it's awesome. Pretty, pretty fucking chill there. I'm pretty sure they uh, have a vote really soon on uh, decriminalization. You know, I think there's something going. That I, I don't know the exact specifics of their the situation with their law, but it was de deemed that the way the law was written, the cannabis laws were unconstitutional, and uh, they only had a certain amount of time to fight that. And uh, they're in the midst of it right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to be decided sometime before the end of the year, before uh, the end of de December, I believe. That's cool. Yeah, really. But their their attitude towards it was amazing up there, as is in BC. They just fucking you know, BC has medical now too. If you have a California license, you can go to BC. It's good. Yeah, they accept it. I was just there for just for a night, and yeah. I had a I had a blast. I love going to Canada. It's the greatest city in the country. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's the greatest city in our country. <laughs> no, the the greatest uh, city in Canada is uh, is not. You know what? There's no bad one. I, there's a, it's a toss up between Vancouver, the, like the most fun I've ever had between Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. Those are the three big cities that I performed at. I would say it's a fucking toss up. You know, the only thing in Montreal, you get people, there's a certain amount of people that don't necessarily speak English that yeah, well. Yeah, it's a little more French. Most people are bilingual, but That's there's a certain though. percentage, the girls it is, That's man. But also, oh that, yeah, God. that could affect the reaction a little bit. A little bit, bit a little bit. comedy, because it's yeah. the language difference. But. You get that a little bit. But, uh, damn, those girls are hot. And they, they talk a little with a French accent. Oh. But they, have, when they're being, they have horrible brawls, though. Even when they're being mean to you. What? They have horrible bras? Bras. I've been with two of those French-Canadian girls, and they both had really creepy bras. I think that says more about girls who want to fuck I you. I love that. I love that your sampling of two, of two girls <laughs> yeah. is a... That's, that's, that's a nice make, make a statement like that. Yeah, that's his Gallup well, The two I was with had terrible bras and... Do they? You never know. Do countries have like things like bras are more important, like style wise, like you know, like old old woman underwear. Like, is there a country? Did you that see have any places where they want to stay warm when yeah. you were there? 
when chicks want to stay warm, yeah. they, they they throw less emphasis on sexy underwear. Right. In Montreal, in the winter, man, ooh, son, it get cold. Yeah, I, I uh, used to do too. the uh, old. Uh, I used to do uh, Jimbo's uh, comedy works in Montreal. I still do that. I did it last time I was there. It was a great little small club. It only seats like a hundred people. I used to do it like way way back in the day when I do the Montreal Comedy Festival. But uh, I walked from uh, my hotel to uh, the club because it was only a few blocks. That's how I got there every day. It's you know a long time ago, and it was minus 15 minus 16 i think it was something like that Jesus. and i walked to the club and it was ruthlessly painful dude it was ruthlessly painful like my ears felt like they were gonna fall off my head you had to have a wool hat like you had to have ear covers it's not like a looks thing like you have to have it yeah you, and have you should to wear a ski mask if you can get up. a ski mask you should wear a ski mask because your face gets ripped apart by the cold air fuck that noise yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So I guess we just officially decided Vancouver's the best. Vancouver's yeah. my favorite. In the wintertime, it's just got like Portland weather or, yeah. or Seattle. Vancouver's pretty fucking badass. That's And the cool people are as cool as fuck. That is one of the most marijuana-influenced cities in the world. Oh, yeah. One of the most. The, the movie that I was in, The Union, The Business of Getting High, have you ever watched that? Mm -hmm. It's all, uh, my friend Adam Scorgi did it, and it's all about the, the economy in Vancouver and how much of it is based around marijuana and how insane it is, you know, and, and the American laws and all the, the horseshit that goes on with legalization. But it's a, a, a great documentary on how ridiculous the whole scenario is, the fact that it's illegal in the first place. We should vaporize while we talk about this. You think that thing's ready to roll? How long could it possibly take? But it's flashing red light. Oh, it's been, has it been flashing the whole time? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not Is it supposed to be solid when it's ready? I don't want to say the name of this product because I don't want to give this guy a bad review because he seems like a real nice guy. Isn't the red light You talk, I'm going to try it. Hold on. Let's try and see if it works. I'm going to try it real quick. Give it a shot. So tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow we have a uh, Def Squad comedy show at the Pasadena Ice House. Doug, I'll be there. Doug will be there and we'll be doing a podcast beforehand. So the podcast starts 8 p.m. P.S. Pacific. So it's uh, going to be the same deal where people can watch it live? Yeah, they can watch it live, and we're going to have uh, John Reap, uh, Little Esther, um, Yoshi. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is this a comedy show or a video game? It's a comedy show. <laughs> I like that video game where Little Esther and Yoshi try to get, get into that castle. Yeah. Uh, or that asshole. Joe is trying to... Allegedly. Do you think it works? Um, yeah, it works. I'm just, we'll you know, do you, no, I'd like to try it. Do you do? Uh, it looks kind of like sucking a cock, though, and you know I'm against that. Do you? Well, do, sort of. You are. <laughs> do you usually use vaporizers, or what's your? Huh? Like, do you? Have way a better. I don't have any usual. I have uh, a myriad of ways to uh, to get THC into my system. I I had a lollipop in the car on the way over here. Oh, you animal! You yeah, fucking savage! Those are good. And then, you know, and then people always have joints around that you smoke. And I, I'm not a joint roller m myself. I'm not, uh, I don't have those skills. I make apples. So easy, though, I make man. apples into pipes whenever I'm in hotels because they always have them in the lobby. And but don't you feel like you're getting a lot of the butane from the lighter in your mouth? Don't you taste that shit when you inhale it? Through an apple? Anytime you use anything where or you have to pipe. light the weed, where you yeah, light yeah. the weed over and over again. You know, well, that's why. The thing about joints is you light it once and you can light it with a match. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. But I just like with joints, it's it's almost become more like a social thing for me. Like mm -hmm. I never just sit and smoke a joint by myself, and and, it, and you don't get 
you know, you don't get big hits off of it. I like, I like, you know, that's why I like. Uh, <laughs> you don't get big hits. You're such a fucking stoner. Yeah, just like, <laughs> you, you, you know, just want to like get people give you a little pinner joint or something. I'm like, oh, that's fun to pretend we're smoking pot. Oh, a little tiny joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I even, but you know, I'd rather have a blunt than a joint and a pipe over. You, you know, and then bong. You know, bongs really like I hit them so rarely now that they really knock me on my ass. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like, or especially like somebody puts some like fucking hash oil in there or something, because <laughs> I'm really getting used to just smoking vaporizer in my apartment and you know and 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 doing a lot of edibles. So my smoking game is coming coming down, you know, like I, <laughs> my smoking game. <laughs> yeah, bongs will show you glitches in the matrix. <laughs> if you have bongs, you know, you'll have like moments where the same exact thing is repeated a second later. What? What? There was this house that I lived in where uh, in college I lived with seven girls and it was a two-story house. It, kind of, it was like just like the real world and we made a bong out of PCP that went from the f- first story. PVC. P- yeah, whatever. <laughs> PCP is angel dust. made out of PCP, bro. Bro, we're <laughs> fucking crazy, man. We made fucking pipes out of angel dust. And it went to the second floor. It was like so huge and there was one guy that could clear the You don't the have to thing. press anything. Just hit it. Just hit it. Just hit it. Okay. Just hit it like it's a... See, that's just... Like it's a bong, like though, anything. son. Doesn't feel like it's doing anything? It is, it, is it clouding up? Yeah, it doesn't seem... Damn, he sounds like a, a, a teapot. Yeah. I'm a little teapot, teapot short and stout. Here's <laughs> my marrow one. It worked? Really? <laughs> Powerful professional <laughs> yeah. stoner. That's right. Professional stoner Doug Benson <laughs> approves of this device. Yeah, yeah uh, that the, seemed, like, seemed like a pretty good, pretty well, good hit. What do you know about this uh, nonsense that the ATF is going to stop people from getting new firearms if you are a medical marijuana patient? Now, have you heard this? I've heard, you know, stuff to that effect, and you know, that sounds sounds pretty nutty. Ridiculous. It sounds nutty, but it's also doesn't hit me at home because I don't, you know, I'm not a firearms guy. Yeah, well. I understand that. I, for me, uh, I, I, I wish I everybody. I, I wish everybody that had guns was high. Yeah, you, you exactly. You think more about your fellow man before you pull you the would. trigger. It's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like you don't like. I, I I hate that when people kind of paint this idea that you could just that pot can somehow. I mean, I guess there's some people that can make kind of crazy, but for the most part, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't so make you have visions or do things that you like, like with alcohol, where you do things that you wouldn't do if you weren't drunk. Right. There's weed doesn't really have that. I mean, being not for, to me being at forgetful least. or something. You know what I mean? Like behind the wheel of a car, how many people do you know are like when they're high and driving, they're maniacs and they're and dangerous and you know more of a threat than no. They that's be the old joke. High, you know, yeah, the cop pulls you over. Do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah. You're going three miles an hour. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're parked. <laughs> But even then, you know, like every once in a while, like I, I've been trying to write down lately. Every time I do something stupid, and I, when I'm not high, I'm not, I'm, I'm not high like maybe an hour out of every day. So it's a, it's a small window. <laughs> Is but, that the way you do your taxes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do my taxes high too. I mean, I used to. I now I have an accountant. Doesn't but, it freak uh, you out though? It does, but you double check it. You know, like this is your tax to the overlord. It's like when you're high and you're leaving a hotel room. You 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 pace around the room three or four times to make sure you got all of your items. Yeah. And then one time out of five, you left something behind, and you're mm. just gonna have to buy. A check new your one. pocket for twenty dollars to buy a new <laughs> iPhone adapter at the airport. 
power yeah, adapter. I, I that's I lose it every time I leave the but house. It's more than twenty dollars. Those things. Yeah, they're pricey. They're like a hundred bucks. Are they really? Yeah. But what I did was an I bought, iPhone power adapters a hundred bucks. Or no, uh, you know, for the uh, for laptops, a laptop for laptop, laptop adapters. Laptop oh. ones are like uh, you know those ones with the, with the big white square. Okay. And uh, but those things. I you know lost lost a couple over the years and then I just finally got wise and bought two and I travel with one and have one at home. Yeah, I so do then, the same thing. Then I have a I laptop power again, adapter. At least my, yeah. at least when I get back home, it's there and I'm ready to go. You know? I was so confused. I thought you guys were talking about iPhone adapters. I'm like, how the fuck do they charge a hundred bucks? <laughs> no, for that those are thing? probably like thirty bucks though. <clears throat> yeah, probably yeah. or yeah. twenty. Apple just released a, a recall on power adapters, and it's funny. It's about Uh-oh. time they did something about this because I've seen this on both my power adapters for laptops and iPhones, where the cord kind of comes out of the the plug. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, 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 the old yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. And so finally, they're recalling it right now. Well, the new ones are much more sturdy. Yeah, you've seen the new ones. They're mm-hmm. they're like way sturdy. Yeah, yeah. Technology, man, it's adapting. That seems to be the fucking bottleneck, though, is battery life. The real battery battery life, you know, you have to be connected to power. Mm-hmm. You know, real battery life is just not substantial. But there's more power everywhere now. Yeah, you know, but like, but the, the the real question is, will there ever be some sort of an infinite battery source, or yeah. some sort of an amazing battery source where shit lasts forever? We'll be able so, to print power. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how can you do that though? How is something storing power? You know, I mean, it would have to be like you have a to be solar laptop. or something. Yeah, something like that. But I'm I'm pretty cool with how it is. I don't I don't get caught off guard by my computer, you know, running out of. Look, I'm a, I'm amazed that it works at all. You know, I mean, and the, the whole device is incredible. Especially, I know a lot of people. I had a conversation with this very very intelligent lady, but she was talking to me about uh, Windows, and she only uses Windows. And the reason why she only uses Windows is because she doesn't like being told what form she buys her computers in. She wants to be able to pick her own parts and different different things. And I understand that. But the rational part of me goes, yeah, but Macs don't have viruses, and they work better. Done. That conversation's over. Yeah. Like, yeah I, yeah, I would rather, you know, anybody. But the reason why they work so good is because there's not a billion different douchebags making these computers with all these different parts. And, you know, the, the, then the operating system has to figure out how the, the drivers to each individual device work and how they work together. I just think win- Windows is a shitty operating system. It used to be good, and then they went to, like, you know, XP was What good. is it at now? Windows 8? Is it 7 7, or 8? 7, 7, yeah. And I just think it's just shitty. Like, I don't like it. I like OSX, and then when it comes to most things you buy for your computer nowadays, everything's USB, FireWire. You, you know, it's it doesn't. You don't have to have. Like, what are you really doing? If look, you if, you, if you didn't have a computer, Windows doing? would be awesome. If somebody gave you a Windows Seven computer in 1995, you would have you would shoot a load all over your keyboard. Yeah. You would be so excited. Yeah. But things have yeah. changed drastically. I felt on that the way about Mac Pong side. at one point. Totally, I remember. <laughs> Remember, you couldn't believe you were actually controlling that white line. You were controlling yeah. movement on a screen. And it's fun to get good at it. That was another one I was good at. Pong? Yeah, real good at it. The one where you play where you play against the machine or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was great at that. Really? Yeah. What a this waste is of pre, time. Pre-stoner days too, right? That was the one I was really good at is my parents used to go to a, yeah, way pre-stoner days. My parents used to go to a, a bar at a, at a golf course that was also a restaurant. So they'd hang out there and, you know, they'd just bring me along or whatever. And uh, they had like that. It was almost like my babysitter was playing with the fucking Pong machine while my parents had some cocktails. 
and uh, I got so good at that. And also, you used to be able to get free games on Pong by the the metal thing in the front that you that you put the quarters into the slot. If you rubbed your feet on the ground on carpeting oh, yeah. and built up static electricity, <laughs> and then had like a piece of metal in your hand like a quarter, you could uh, tap it just right, and it would throw uh, yeah. credits onto the onto the machine. What? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I did it all the time. I remember that. I've, I've like that is crazy through my life I've always found all these weird scams that eventually like not only do they not save you a whole lot in the first place just 25 cents but they also uh, over time become you know become worthless but it's it's weird little s- skills you pick up just to just to cheat the like the ski ball scam where you just quarter. bend over and put it in the 50 and you just keep on getting those tickets and you put it in the 50? Yeah. Not oh, a, you bend you over get, instead of throwing like, it? Yeah, you just oh, put it in there. That's weird. <laughs> Why gotta, would you, you want gotta, those tickets? You, you really want a stuffed animal that bad? Yeah, yeah. Whoopee oh, cushion. God, Come it on. takes so many tickets to win anything of value. There was always like one, like like a beatbox, like a, you know. Yeah, you can't help but feel like you fucked. That we'd call the day. And yeah, and you, you can't save up to get that many tickets. A million tickets for this one. Yeah, you're thinking about how much money you spent, how much time of your life has gone rolling a stupid ball oh all the things i've done that take time like the amount of time i've spent playing poker the amount of time i've spent watching dumb movies how are you a road poker player do you go to casinos when you do the road just when i'm in a gambling town or yeah like where i don't i don't seek out casinos everywhere i go because a lot of places have them now because of indian grounds or because they're on a boat on the river but uh i only i only go if i'm you know playing the casino or you know or live across the street from it. That's part of what I love about going to see UFC in Vegas is it gets me away from the tables for like five hours. Really? Because, yeah, because I'll just sit and play and play and play. You know, I love it, but it's such a waste of time. But also, and it also, at this point in my life, the thrill of winning a hand isn't really the same because I don't, I, I don't need the money as bad. Right. You know, back when I was playing, when I was like, you know, I I could pay for, you know, rent next month if I yeah. win this hand. That was, it was a lot more exciting. Well, Ari Shafir at one point in time was winning more money playing poker than he was making it doing comedy. For, yeah, he was he's doing a good, well. He's a good player. I only played, like, we were in the same table in one tournament once, I think, but I... I I got a vibe off of him like he really knows what he's doing because I still, there's still things that professional poker players could could teach me that mm. I could that I could stand to learn but I'm just too lazy to learn like you know f- all the kind of calculations you should be making during each hand like how, how exactly how much to bet and all that stuff I'm just more like you know just goofing around you're just having fun you're yeah. not trying to be the best poker player in the world no but I'm trying I'm, I'm also trying to win through just playing like an asshole you, you ever know? play chess I did you know when I was younger I haven't haven't in a long time that's a great obsession game. That game can d- drive people deep into the hole. <laughs> yeah, you could spend a lot of time on that. Yeah, you can go crazy. You can really go mad playing chess. Because uh, for certain people, it absorbs their every day. Like, they'll be walking down the street, and they'll be thinking about moves. Like, it starts it starts getting to a point where, you know, you, you see a direct result between the more concentrated you are, the, the more you concentrate on it, the more you focus on it, the more you start winning, and the better you get at playing chess, and then you just go, you get lost. 
then you're crazy. Yeah, see, that's what crazy I don't do. Person. That's what I don't do in poker is I don't like sit there and evaluate how everyone else is playing and what yeah. their personalities are and like oh, what he did on that hand and then what he did on the next hand. Like I'm just like more. I'm just playing in the moment and I know when you know I I know good cards when I see them or when I have a good chance of you know drawing a, a winning hand and I just sort of you know play like that. I did a movie once and uh, the guy who was renting out the house they rent out you know you want to shoot a movie in a house you can rent someone's house like people offer him for rent. And this guy was a professional chess player. And um, so, you know, a lot of downtimes during a movie. So I'd go uh, hang out with this guy and talk to him, try to figure out what he was doing. And he was uh, playing chess online, you know, with all these different people. And he was like some super fucking master chess player. So it was, uh, it was fascinating that he's got, he's got this giant community of apparently you could just get chess games like any time of the day, any time of the night online, whatever level you're at, you know, and there's people from all over the world that will play chess with you. No, it's the same thing with Scrabble. Really? People are fucking nuts with the Scrabble. Or what's that? Oh, thing? they play Words a Scrabble computer yeah, game, Words with friends. like where they're playing against people all over the place. But you can, you know, so you can do it anytime you want. That's oh. part of what I love about Twitter. Is if I am like up in the middle of the night and not asleep for some reason because I got to go to the airport or whatever, uh, can't sleep. That's so great that like the it's, it's the fact that it's international. Once you get a certain number of followers, you can like you know. I'm sure some people go on Twitter and they're pissed because you know they can't. Nobody that they follow is saying anything or, right, or right, writing right. back to them. But it's just so it's such such a 24 hour. Yeah, it's like a chat room source of yeah yeah. yeah where you don't have to chat with people. You can yeah. just read what people are saying and mm-hmm. pick, really is pick true and choose what you want to respond to. The, the 24 hour aspect is really interesting when you're flying when you're in like a- England or Europe or something like that. And the, yeah, the, everything the times are all screwed up and weird, but you can constantly be. Tweeting, right yeah, and, and you can, and you, and you know, and you can kind of like it. Kind of replaces texting all your friends about what you're doing. Yeah, you just send a tweet. That's not going to wake somebody up. Like you don't want to text. Yeah. Oh, I'm at Buckingham Palace, and they're, they're, yeah. they're, you know they're trying to sleep, and the phone's going off. Yeah, you know, it's a good way to like. I use it as like a texting device when I think somebody might not be awake. I just write to them a, a direct message on Twitter instead of texting them. Oh, do you really? I I don't check those enough. Yeah, I know. You're really slow to get back on those. Yeah, sometimes yeah, I don't yeah, check yeah. them for weeks. And some people, it's funny when you write direct messages to people, sometimes they just don't even know that that's a thing that I th- did that with that a voicemail happen. now. I don't ever listen to my voicemails. So, uh, and, and it's probably the dumbest thing ever, but I just that's to me, is just annoying now. I went to one guy's, one guy <laughs> tweeted me. One guy tweeted me. It was like, it's a shame. Whose fucking phone is on? That was me. Oh. Yeah. See guy's, what I mean? That would wake a person up. Yeah, that's brutal. How, how, why don't you have that bitch on vibrate? He's not used to doing podcasts. One guy tweeted me. <laughs> <laughs> one guy uh, tweeted me um, something. It was on vibrate. It wasn't me. It was. Yeah. See, that's vibrate. Shit's broken, son. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it's got a weird quirk to it. Where it's because you don't have a case on it. You drop that bitch. Tell the truth. <laughs> no. I it's I've done pretty good at not dropping it. It's my baby, you know. I don't uh, I don't drop it. This guy tweeted me. Um, you know, it's a shame that you can't reply. And say something to for help the troops. It was like really weird, like phonetically all fucked it's up, and it was all caps to to support the troops. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! One one one. And it was like it was. And then I go, wow, what what the fuck did I like? This guy expects me to reply. This, I have a half a million Twitter followers, dude. Sometimes I don't look at it all day. I don't. There's no way I could respond to everybody. It's impossible. I do. So then I thought, you're awesome. Every though. single person. You're absolutely awesome. He writes. So a then letter. I go to uh, I <laughs> not go, every single person, but quite a few. I go to his Twitter page, and that's the same message he sent to literally a thousand people. 
Yeah. He just like, oh yeah, you go look at any time somebody writes something just to you that, you, that you're wondering about it. their personality yeah. or whatever. You can go and see everything else they've written. I love doing that. Yeah. A robot, probably. I hate it when it's like, uh, like if if it says at Doug Benson, at Joe Rogan, at Red Band, some some shit, at and Hulk it's like, Hogan, it's like, well, no, that's that's CNN what happens. Money. That's what happens is it's fine when it's my actual friends are thrown in there, like we all have common interests. But when somebody just at throws in random, you know, like you know, princess. <laughs> So Sammy and Davis so and Junior's ass. Well, that's just uh, that's just Sammy a made Davis up Junior's name. Ass will now be tweeting you tonight. <laughs> guarantee you. Or like people write Snoop Dogg and Doug Benson. Or you Glenn got Stein. you know something something about pot that they think we both need to know. But when they just throw in like when it's just to me and Kim Kardashian and you know Brian Williams from NBC News or whatever like some weird combination of you know on the on the fringe celebrity, uh, it's. It's such a turnoff. It makes you want to just not respond to them, and then you go look at their page, and they're just randomly picking names, and that's how they do a lot of. Uh, uh, there's a lot of you know spam now on on Twitter. If you you know as soon as you get a message for, that seems like an ad, and then you then you check their page, and they're just it's just sending yeah. that same thing. Yeah. I've talked about this already on the podcast. People. So in the interest of brevity, uh, I got hacked. Like I I I, I sent yeah, up for yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. I must have uh, clicked on some link uh, to, to get some Twitter, you know, picture or something like that. And somehow or another, they tweeted from my account about uh, some contest for an iPad too. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was following them all of a sudden. I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like they they hacked into my Twitter account. And yeah. Apparently, it was probably some red tape or some you know fine print rather. And you know when you agree to uh, accept some you know some Twitter application. It happens, you know, you, you you every day, not every day, but pretty frequently, I'll see one of my more famous friends or or people I follow just because I'm curious about them. They'll, Tweeting they'll, something, they'll, 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 they'll tweet something odd or something that sends, seems like an ad, and then the next tweet is like, "Oh shit, I got hacked." Did you, you know? see, did you see when Ashton Kutcher was tweeting that? Oh my god, was that was ridiculous about Paterno being fired. Yeah, because he did all he knew, all he all he reacted to, and I'm sure that's what a lot of people reacted to was. Just hearing that this amazing coach got fired just very suddenly, and he didn't stop to think, "Wow, that big of a move! Like, why would Penn State follow fire a guy so suddenly if something really terrible didn't happen?" But he still went on and tweeted, "Oh man, that's a bummer," or something like that. Or we love you, Joe Pa. I would take a shower with him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then the other guy. But then he did. I guess kind of a good thing to spin it. He respond. He retweeted every person that wrote to him. You're an asshole. You're an idiot. And he just write in each one something like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I did. I just didn't know all the facts." He sort of responded to a lot of people and showed oh, a lot. Showed okay. a lot of the vitriol that was happening. You mean right. a staff at Foxconn responded. Well, it seemed like something he really did because it was kind of. There's a whole factory of people responding to (laughs) Ashton Kutcher on Twitter. (laughs) Can you imagine? He has all these Chinese workers. Yeah, like the ones they use in World of Warcraft to build up your energy. You know, they they send your account overseas, and some Chinese guy plays with it until he fucking starves to death. And they just copy, push his body aside, and throw some new student onto the block. I'm not cynical enough to. Uh, I'm not cynical enough to think that Ashton didn't do it himself because it because it all happened in such real time. Right. He just know? has so it's, many people. It that seems I can't like to it. me that when you're a, a celebrity that's involved in a public scandal like he has, you know, like his most latest one, it seems interesting that he's tweeting people at all. You know, it's like you wouldn't. You would think if you're gonna 
you're going to read any of the replies, you know, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to ask you a bunch of questions that you don't want to answer. Like, do you really want to just go out there and, and interconnect with people? But I guess he does. It's well, that's the amazing thing is it's like, uh, you know, how important is it to get to try to feel like you're getting your side of it out when mm. when you think you're misunderstood? You know, and, and at a certain point in time, a lot of people's uh, Twitters become uh, very impersonal. You know, when the numbers get too big, it seems like people take less chances. <clears throat> they they say less things. Oh yeah, because you don't want a million people writing back yeah. to you that you shouldn't have used a certain slur or yeah. something when you were trying to. The joke was how in a, inappropriate what you're writing yeah. is. Like I'll sometimes if I think it's something really dark, I'll just I'll just uh, you know drop it in in the middle of the night because uh, a lot of stuff just gets sort of lost in the Twitterverse, you know. Like nobody's sitting; most people don't sit and read every single thing written by every single person they follow. That because a lot of people follow a thousand people, yeah. so you're just in this kind of rushing stream of comments, and sometimes they'll land on you because they you know they like you more than other people they follow or whatever. But sometimes they'll also like anything that looks like you're just promoting a gig. They might just breeze past it. Mm-hmm. I get every time I play a town, like the day after on Twitter, someone will write to me, "When are you coming to?" And it's that town I was just in, yeah. and had just been tweeting about. But it's just you can't expect everybody to to see everything. It's hard to, I mean, think that you're going to communicate. I mean, you you got to hope that your Twitter is interesting enough that people are going to lock onto it. You know, and you're you're gonna hope that you build some sort of a community there, and then they're gonna be able to follow you on your website, or follow you at your shows, or look through your tweets to find out where you're at. Or you know, do you have a little schedule on your Twitter page? So if you go to your Twitter page, you can see what the upcoming dates are. They have I have that. a you know a link to a site where I've got all my dates. But the what do you guys think about this new business they have on there with all the um, you know activity following? Activity following. I like it. Oh, you haven't haven't clicked on that yet? There's a word activity now on the top of your page. And if you click on it, you see just a a list of everything, everybody you follow, what they're up to, like who who they've retweeted, who they're following. It's ridiculous. It's just too much information. And it tells you, it tells you, you get to find out now as soon as somebody follows you. Do you do that? Yeah, I saw that, Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's kind of that's interesting default, because then because then you can, if you're just sitting there looking at it and it comes up that somebody just started following you, it's kind of cool to just immediately send them some sort of, hey, welcome, hope you hope you like it kind of message. Especially if she's got big tits. Wow, yeah. dude. Yeah. Tell me what you do. How oh do you work God. it? How do you work yeah. it, Doug Benson? You get, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Okay, here's a scenario. You're yeah. alone, uh-huh. stoned to the gills. Right. Okay, and you're just like checking out Twitter and some really ridiculously hot... Suicide girl, weird, weird, weird tattoos just starts following you. I, you know, I might write back and say, you know, hey, what's up, or hey, what's up, hello, or hi. whatever. Just, so what you do? Just reach out. Just, just reach just out. Just reach out somewhere and see what happens. Just a little hi. Just a little hey, what's up? Nothing yeah. incriminating. Nothing creepy. Yeah, and then often what'll come back is I can't direct message you because you don't follow me. Uh. And then my next direct message says the system works, <laughs> and then you know, and then you you see how you know different people handle it different ways. Some people get pissed off right away and don't want to you know don't want to deal with somebody where their half of the conversation is public, but your half is is private. Uh-huh. But you know, what else am I going to do? You know, I, I'm not on Twitter to have conversations with other people in front of all, all of my followers. Cause so why don't you just unless follow you're them. fucking with them, it's not interesting to read. Why don't you just follow them for a little while and then unfollow them? Well, yeah, that's, you can it's do your that. your precious 420 number. I love my 420. 
But no, then I'll, I, I really will play a game where if there's somebody that I want to follow, I will add so, them and then go through the list and see who's going to go. Who it's usually it. somebody that I follow that just ultimately is their tweets haven't been that interesting because they're like, you know, I, I follow crazy super famous people just because I, I think it could be interesting. And right. some I cling to. Like, I, I love uh, following Alec Baldwin. I think he's really entertaining. Yeah? And, yeah. And I don't uh, follow him. I don't but I, but I he, gave up on Kutcher. I, I, I followed Kutcher for a while and then, and then stopped. Blasphemy. Me too. I stopped a what? long time ago. Me too. Why? Because he just tweets a lot and for a while there was just a lot of back and forth with Demi Moore that was just kind of like they were being way too cute. Like the whole time you're like, this relationship's not going to last. They're putting way too much effort into pretending or not pretending, maybe actually being in love with each other, but they just won't shut up about it. How, yeah. can, like, how can you maintain that as a couple? PDA on Twitter is gross. <laughs> what if she's a lesbian and he's like her beard? Ooh. No, I think they probably fucked. I, I think, think they had creepy she weird sex where like the creepy weird Bruce, sex. Bruce like came in and licked Ashton's asshole and what stuff like that. Brian, uh, you just ruined everything. Bruce just ruined everything with your nonsense. Bruce They're all is buddy, really buddy. mad at. No, he's mad at Ashton now. Cause, oh, now Ashton supposedly have, having affairs. Yeah. Oh, so now they don't talk. Uncle Bruce is gonna kick him out. But that's the funny thing that he's, you know, at, for TV viewers instantly forgive the whole thing about him having affairs, but. Uh, you know that show. The ratings might have come down a little bit from the jumping out in favor of Joe Pa really? at the wrong moment. Yeah, because well, you know that's what's amazing to me about the whole Penn State story is just that that is that is you know only one notch above the worst thing the worst thing a person could do probably yeah, right. It's right there. It's right. You know, and I don't even want to think about what's below it. And and you know and so everyone's disgusted by it, but some there's still managed to be some people that. That are just, you know, defending in some weird way, you know, the, the people that were involved in the story. Yeah, you can't. You know, I was saying how weird it is that the guy's name was Officer, or it was uh, McQuery, the guy who uh, found him in, in the, the mm -hmm. hotel room together. Which like, that, that whole thing now is just falling apart. His story is not matching what what supposedly happened at the time and which guy McQuarrie? yeah he's saying now that he what he did go to police officers and then they and then they proceeded to you know not follow through because uh -oh. because initially he's just sick of getting all this shit about people saying that, oh. that he just went to joe pa and he didn't go to the cops so he did but now he's saying cops. he did oh my god but he testified you know because this guy's gone through you know people had to testify for and against Sandusky before on early, right. earlier charges. Yeah, this and, is crazy. And and so at that time, it, it supposedly the report was that he didn't speak to any cops, and now he's saying he did. So it's it's uh, it's one of those complicated, horrifying stories that we we it may never end in our lifetimes. It may just go on and on and on, just because getting to the bottom of everything that happened. Like I heard a th someone. Tell someone else a theory that that I, that I heard that is just absolutely mortifying. That you know, this guy Sandusky worked with a children's charity, mm -hmm. and those were the kids he was bringing to the games. And yes. like they show pictures of him like leaning on these kids, and they yep. got little foot hel football helmets on, and and you know, and it's crazy that he was showering with them at all. Like the kids and the and him, neither one of them are playing in a game. So why do they even need? Why? What's the pretense for being in the showers? Yeah. 
like right right there the guy's how yeah. how guilty c- could he be you yeah. know like i don't care if he put it if he actually had sex with him he's just setting up that scenario makes him yeah. a creep that shouldn't be allowed to do that yeah and with kids with these disenfra- these kids that are poor and you know and from foster homes or whatever the you know this this charity He's he's got these extra vulnerable kids that yeah. he's doing these things to, and it's, it's probably disgusting. probably being taken to a football game is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them. And they also don't necessarily understand the implica- the implications of what he's doing to them when he physically attacks them. Are those photos real of his house, like being in the same like like the backyard of an elementary school? Have you seen that? <laughs> I'm really? not surprised. I mean, like, I know, I know shows, they're. It really? shows like an elementary school and a little bit of woods, and then a house, and then supposedly I don't know if it was just a joke, but supposedly that's his house, like on the other side of this little oh, woods. God. And I'm thinking like that woods is probably like that scene in like Human Centipede, where like they go and they find this house in the middle of the other side of the woods, and there's like a creepy guy that lives in there and molests kids. Like come to, you know, he probably like sneaks through the forest and spies on kids at the elementary school, and it's just like this creepy rape forest. We all just start talking and just go. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're fucking high, you just start talking about something. Because I never even got to my point, which was that, <laughs> which was that, you know, there's a lot of rich people that also pump money into this charity because this guy told them to. And so this uh. one law enforcement officer, who I think probably has a good idea about these things, suggested the notion that this guy was grooming kids for boosters, you know, to to fool around with. Oh my god. Like there was a whole ring. Like of he had a whole yeah. Like he had like he had a whole system. Oh. Like that that's a that's a possibility. Oh my god! Like this thing is gonna get so twisted and deep and Jesus horrifying. Christ. It's amazing that he got away with it as long as he did. And the only way he got away with it for nineteen years, twenty years, whatever the fuck it was, is if people knew and didn't say anything. Period. It was the institution. It was yeah. the everyone afraid of losing their jobs, losing yep. the game, losing their you know their you know their everything like yeah, it's so everything. important to yeah. them i mean they rioted when he got fired you saw the riots right they yeah well that's what i'm saying they, they were ashton kutcher ashton kutcher would have flipped a car over if he was there because the story just got quickly more and more horrifying but they just reacted immediately that he was fired yeah, yeah. well as soon as he was like well also how horrific also for him to come be. out and say this is horrible i'm going to finish out the season and then retire like his first move should have been, I'm out of here. Like I'm going to retire and I fucked up. But saying I'm going to finish out the season, that gave everyone like this hope that like they they were going to have a great championship season and and then worry about this later. And so then when they turned around and really you know he ended up being fired or resigned or whatever, however it went down, that's when they started flipping shit over. If this mo- this story was in a book, it would be too fantastic. He'd be yeah. like, "This is too crazy. This is not no. It's like that a Stephen happen. King book. Yeah, you would. Yeah, it is really. It really is. It really is. You would. You would think there's no way that could happen for this long. There's no way I could go on for 20 years and he could just keep getting away with it and keep mining these. The these children have such homes. shame and confusion by the incident that they never tell anyone. How many guys? How many? Kids it's always there? kids. It's also kids. Like most of this stuff happens with um, uh, kids that are familiar with their the person that attacks them. It's never. It's rarely an abject stranger who gets in their life and quickly t- does something horrible. Yeah, we, we actually spent a good deal of time talking about this in the podcast last night, uh, about how, or last time, about how um, there were uh, some emails back and forth from some priests where they actually talked about getting boys from troubled homes, getting boys who don't have good connections to their family, they don't have anyone to count on, get them, they, they, they go after them and groom them. 
Some, yeah. Some dark shit, man. Yeah, so this, this Sandusky guy is just, it's just, and they, they're like we were making fun of earlier. His his side of the story talking to Bob Costas was yeah. ridiculous. It was scary. Bob Costas is so good at those interviews, too. I just exactly wish he would have right said, why were choose. you in the, why did you need to shower at all? Yeah, yeah that's a good why question. Why is no one asking that? That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, that's a real good question. Well, I think everybody... But he did press him pretty hard. He did. I think everybody assumes that guy fucks kids. I think everybody's assuming that. But they have to be careful in how they proceed with questioning him. I think, but... Because no, that's what they're saying. They're saying that he did, that he did this, t- this radio interview to spin the court of public opinion. That's ridiculous. You know, but it, 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 I think it just made it worse. Oh, way, him. way, way, way worse. Way worse. Way he's, worse. Because he went into it with the hubris and the confidence of thinking that as long as I just go in there and deny it, at least some people might believe me. Yes. But then saying, just being such a creep and saying like, such oh, I just love creep. being around children. No, the answer is no. I would never do that to a child. Yeah. That's the answer. Isn't there parents that are going to try to murder him now? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's the thing. That I, I'm sure, I think right? I think not only is the media outside his house now, I think that like that's another crazy thing. Letting him go on bail is ridiculous. Like, I mean, certainly in jail, I don't think they treat child predators very well they there don't. either. Yeah, you but, have to isolate that guy. But, but isolate him in a jail, like letting him go on bail, I don't, I don't get that at all. I think like, that guy's going to ice himself. He might yeah. ice himself or get out of the and country. And his access to kids in showers have to be limited at least to a couple hours a week or something like that. Access to kids in showers. <laughs> you can't do it daily. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, because that was what happened to him the first time around is they took away his key to the showers. What? What? Yeah. The, they took away his key to the That's what the school did. The, really? Because the, the first first time it happened he, they believed him when he said he was it was just horseplay there was no oh so god. it was hot he had to only do hot tub hot tubs after that or oh something. my god yeah where he, he had to find a new venue well he takes them to hotel rooms that's what he does he brought kids with him on the road they were staying with him i that's it's, it's, it's just a, such an amazing it's such an amazing cover like i always i always joke around on stage about how wouldn't it be funny if i you know, did all I've done to create this idea that I'm a pot comic and it turns out I'm a cop and at all my shows everybody gets arrested. <laughs> That's funny. You know, well, like a, you know, like a, a, like a giant sting operation. A lot of people in the pot movement are probably undercover cops. You think? Yeah, there was one that died in a motorcycle accident. He would uh, meet at this, uh, it was like a normal chapter, one of those groups, you know, and uh, he was uh, a local guy and he was uh, in this this group and uh, died in a motorcycle accident. It turned out he was a cop and he was undercover the entire time. Or maybe just enjoying himself. I don't think so. I think that was his job. I think it's, that's what it came There's out a lot of advocates story. that don't smoke. Of course. Yeah. Which is an interesting, like uh, those yeah, people are weird, like saints right? to me. Like why go to all this trouble well, for something that you're not doing, but they, think, they see the big picture. Yeah. It's a freedom issue. Yeah. The, the main issue is why would anybody be able to tell you what you can't do? Someone telling you that you can't get high is absolutely nuts. It's crazy. It's like if you were, I always say, if you were on an island with two people and one person said, listen, man, I don't want you getting high. You get high. I'm going to put you in a cage. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm going to have to kill this guy. Guy wants to lock me in a fucking cage if I get high. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So any behavior that I want to do, like if he said you can't, you know, yeah. you can't have sex with a cantaloupe. And if there was four people, and I mean, it's just as ridiculous. If there's a four million people, it's just as ridiculous. It's ridiculous for one person to tell you what you can and can't do with your body. That's not going to affect other people. It's not an issue where you're ruining the fucking environment. It's not an issue where you're damaging the, the civilization. You're not doing anything. Well, you're doing it wrong, then. <laughs> you're doing it wrong, <laughs> for sure. 
Where where are you at this weekend? You're going to do the Sunday show at the um the San Jose, San Jose Improv. Improv. Your shows are sold yeah. out already, right? Yeah, they're sold out. Yeah, yeah. I got one Shazam, show. Son. I got one show at four twenty in the afternoon on Sunday, San Jose. Improv. That is ridiculous, boy. You are sticking to a meme. You're, yeah, you're gonna cling to that motherfucker. Do you like it's the show so much? In the it's so much. Well, you know, you got to play clubs where they don't have a lot of windows, you know, so it still looks like a nightclub or whatever. Right, it's still got the same vibe. But right. I've had really good time because. You know, I'm I'm done for the night. I'm off for the rest of the night at 6 p.m. Right. Cool. When I do those. That is cool. And I, I get to actually go out and enjoy these cities that I visit all the time and yeah. never see because I'm in the stupid comedy club all night. Not to say that that's not also a great way to and you uh, just do make them on a living. Sundays? But uh, Saturdays and Sundays. I'll And some cities I'll come in and I'll do a, a both days. You know, like I got coming up at the Sacramento Punchline, Martin Luther King weekend. I'm going to do a show on 420 Saturday, 420 Sunday. 420 Monday uh, and just hang out there all weekend have my you know nights free you know there's a lot of uh, like-minded people in, in Sacramento Shazam yeah it's I see fun, what you're saying it's a fun place a so chance. that's a really smart thing to do man so you you sort of reorganize the weekend you take a spot where it wasn't ordinarily open you open it for you and you can do it in comedy clubs. The it's only easy. people that show up are the ones that I told about the show through, yeah. through my podcast or through Twitter. And so the crowds are great. We play a game. We play that game that I play on the podcast, the Leonard Malton game. We play that with audience members in my opening act, and it's a it's a blast. Oh, really? That's yeah. Awesome. People from the audience come up and 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 you know challenge the uh, whoever I brought with me on the road uh, for that particular gig, and it's it's super fun. And they're awake. Four four twenty in the afternoon. Yeah, and you know what awake. though? Except in Denver, both times I did it in Denver, somebody managed to get drunk. But everywhere else, uh, they're sober. They're not. You know, they may be a few beers in or whatever, but like they're not that kind of, that kind of trash that you see when you do shows at night, uh, especially in a town where there's some sports thing in the afternoon and they've been drinking since then. So they come to your show and they're you know they're pre-drunk before they even start drinking their two-drink minimum. So is that how you're doing all your shows now? You're doing all not all of them. I also do like I'll go into a club and just be there on a night they're normally closed, like Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Like I'm doing the um, Fort Lauderdale Improv on Monday, December 11th, and the West Palm Improv on Tuesday, December 12th. And they're both huge clubs. They're really nice, but they're huge. So every time I play there. You know, normally if I have to do two or three shows, I'm just not going to, every show is going to have a lot of empty seats. Right. But if I just go in and do one on a night when they're not even normally open, uh, hopefully everybody that's, you know, into me and has the night available will, you know, come check it out. Yeah, that improv is gigantic. I think it's 600 plus seats, right? Isn't it? It's a palace. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big goddamn place. <coughs> you know, when you think about how many shows you're doing, two shows on a Friday night and 600 seats. Holy shit, man! <laughs> that's a that's a goddamn theater <coughs> show. That's a theater show. It's hard to get that many people to come to, and it's not really a comedy club away. anymore. Whoa, you're dying! Oh my you're god! Okay? What happened to your voice? Is that a, that's the new impression. This is his uh, mafia. <laughs> this is mafia Doug Benson. <laughs> hey, I, uh, hey, the hey, good the olive garden later. Come on, my eyes are watering. Uh, I think this podcast pretty much over. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Since I can't talk anymore, is that really your voice now? For like a minute or two, I just like you know, wow, you're you, know how you choke on air yeah. sometimes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because I was on one of those tirades where I wouldn't, want to drink? wouldn't take a breath. Do you want yeah. a water or something? I got, I got water. Okay, you're okay. Damn, Damn I never, I never seen anybody like fall apart like that before. <laughs> fall apart? I mean, you're okay. I mean, look, I'm not, I can I'm not tweet like... about it. I haven't fallen apart. <laughs> 
<laughs> Vo- no, no, vocally, just, just vocally fall apart. I'm trying to pull it back faster than I normally would, but yeah. So I hate uh, that shit. Yeah, it um, sucks. When did you start doing this? You don't do any weekends anymore. You don't do like a regular weekend at a club. Uh, some every once in a while, but for the most it has part, it's kind of a rocket. smaller club that I you don't do that mid- I really like. You don't do midnight Saturday shows, do you? Do you ever do no. those? That's ridiculous. Three shows in one night. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing I like about doing the 420 shows or, or even 8 o'clock, but it's mm-hmm. the only show. I love doing one show. Yeah. Like, comics that like to go from club to club to club. You don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a, you, you like to, like, you have a big chunk. You do it. What do you do? Like, an hour or so? What do you do? Like, I do 45 of stand up and then an extra 15 or 20 of. You know, playing the game and fucking around with the crowd. Yeah, and that's pretty much all people want to see. And then you're done. You feel like you did it. You don't want to redo it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. You know, it's not a movie where they just start it up again and it's the yeah. same thing again. Well, the real problem with second shows is sometimes I'll be in the middle of a second show and I'll go, did I do this bit yet? Because I can't remember because uh, I've yeah. gone through a whole show and now I'm in the second show again. When you're on stage, you're pretty much in this zone. And I'm in the zone and I'm like, I'm in the zone, but I've been in the zone for a long time. But did I, I know I did that? Did I do that earlier? I don't. I don't know if I did that joke. Holy shit! And then you panic. You're like, was that the first show or is it the second show? Should I try this? <laughs> and then you go into it and you're like, oh my god! You kind of have your your bits tend to be you know on the on the longer end. Like you yeah. don't really you don't really bring up things that are super brief. No, so not much if, of a one. In my line. case, uh, if it's a really short joke. Right, gets a big laugh when I say it again because uh, everyone's like, "Ah, oh, he's high." He said it again. You don't ever play up the fact you're high. I heard about people doing like fake shots. I'm like, man, uh, you can't do fake shots. That's that's terrible. No, but yeah, if the intention is to like, hey, everybody, I'm doing a shot. Uh-huh. But if I tell the staff, send me up fake shots. If people offer to buy me one, really? Because I don't want. I I hate. Say, you can't say no when a shot comes up to you, yes, unless you you're can. like a. If you go, I'm an alcoholic or something. Right. If you go, I'm 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 six years sober. I'm not going to do it. Right. But with my act and the fact that I've already got a cocktail up there, they'll send me up shots, and you know sometimes I'll do them and I'm fine with it. But a lot you of reserve times, the right to drink fake shots. Yeah. Well, and you know it's just it just gets it over with if you just drink a fake shot. People and now I'm telling now. everybody, yeah, I'll never do it again. You, yeah, people are gonna know now. Now the secret's it's out. Ruined your game, son. But once you know what I mean, you, if you do the shot quickly, it's over with. But if you stand there and act like you're not gonna do it, then people start chanting. The and worst make a would big be thing out of it. Now all the people that went to your shows before are gonna think back at the times you threw a shot back and screamed yeehaw and jumped up and I down. I don't act like God damn. Yeehaw. And meanwhile, I it was just water. It was I don't water. act it too. I don't act it too big. I just I just pretend to drink it because even when little, I normally drink a shot, I usually don't make a lot of noise. Gets on top of the stool. Bring me a fucking glass of tequila. And it's just a glass of water, and he yeah. drinks. Hit it. it, and I do a whole drinks. song and dance number. Throws the glass against the wall. <laughs> Fucking cunts. Pours it on his tits. Woo! All that, and we find out you're just stone cold sober, drinking water, putting on a show. You fuck. I'd have to say that I, it's probably happened maybe four times in Ever. my entire career. I've never drank because the fake combination shot. of me saying to the staff, "Send me up a fake shot," combined uh, with somebody <laughs> wanting to send me up a shot. Because it doesn't happen every show. Because I'm not. So what happens to the I'm money? There's about some money weed. laundering going on here. Where? Because a fake shot is not worth anything. They're charging someone for a shot. Yeah, well, regular some money shots, laundering. Regular shots barely worth the the price of. Uh, but doesn't know, it like, seem like there's some money that's unaccounted for there? Yeah. Yeah, I think money so. laundering. I think it's, okay. That shit's illegal. 
Well, let me tell you how I balance it out in my uh, the rest of my years as a comic is when people when I'm at the bar in a comedy club and somebody offers to buy me a drink, I always turn it down and say I get the club gives me free drinks and I don't want you to buy one. And then a lot of times they go, "Well, I want to buy you one anyway." Like it becomes important to do something for you, which I appreciate the right. that. But it's frustrating to have you know that kind of argument with somebody. You know, like, yeah. no, don't spend your money. Yeah, Please well, don't spend your money. To I, people that have, you know, I don't know, they have a, a chance to meet you for the first time. It's important to them. I understand. But I'll still I'll stand right there and talk to them. I don't right. say I don't want you to drink and run away. They want to give you something. You know, it's a gesture. Well, that's why I, I never turn down weed when people give me weed. Really? Yeah. You, you trust it all? You don't ever think, man, I could be smoking. We've had this conversation before. You're you're on the more paranoid end of, of, the, of the whole weed thing that I am. I've never looked at weed and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not taking that. That looks like. Yeah, I just think it's such a <laughs> it's such a crapshoot. I mean, uh, let's say I've probably smoked from strangers, either a bud they gave me or some sort of joint. It must be in the thousands at this point. Wow. So no, nothing's happened yet. So the odds seem incredibly good. That I'll get through a few more years of it, dude. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you pulled through it. It's yeah. It's, uh, it's dangerous. Though, it's man. great. Do you ever worry about what's dangerous? Provocateurs, perhaps cops posing as stoners, want to get high with you. Why would they go to that kind of trouble? Because you, you're a me. voice of the movement. People what, respect what you. What drives me Benson. crazy is when you they pull over when they pull over Willie Nelson's tour bus. That seems yeah, like that's, some that's shit. really and get them for pot. Come on, son. yeah, come on, yeah. Find something else, that's or just leave him alone. But he's just, in trouble for that, you know. They, they were letting him off the hook, but then uh, they, they, you know, someone got offended to the fact that he uh, is uh, above the law. Above the law, yeah. So you know, some idiot got offended. Yeah, the that's whole thing the is so craziest disgusting. thing to get mad Who? about. Who's this guy? Well, There's... Texas, man, you don't understand Texas. Oh well, a lot of places I don't understand. I don't... Texas is a real tricky one. There's some big cities, and then there's some fucking people that live in a time warp. You know, there's you got Dallas, you got Houston, you got Austin, you got San San Antonio. You know, you got you got some cool cities, and then on top of that, you got these weird spots in between the cities that go on forever and ever, and they're massive. There's so much room in Texas, man. It's a country, you know, it really is. It's a it's a giant ass fucking state. But boy, do I love that Austin though. Oh, that's the best. That that's one of my favorite cities of of, oh, of all time. anywhere. Yeah, of all time. And that's where I'm gonna do. You know that Cap City Club you played there. Oh right? yeah, love that. I'm place. gonna uh, do. Um, I'm gonna, I, not only am I doing 420 shows, I'm combining my other thing that I love to do now, which is podcasts. Oh. And I, at 420 on Thanksgiving weekend on Saturday and Sunday, I'm doing uh, uh, two different tapings of my podcast. That I'll then be At able to, Cap City that I'll then Club. be able to turn around and put out on the internet because that's another thing I don't I don't like about I love about stand up comedy the fact that it's just you and the audience and no one else uh, hears it mm -hmm. but thanks to podcasting I'm feeling I want to get more stuff out to people right you know so this is a great opportunity for me to you know show up in a town and instead of doing stand up I do the, the podcast so you're saying that you can't put your stand up on the internet well you can't you know how I, I am going to do a thing coming up soon. I think my next album is going to be two discs. One is me, like, I'll wake up the day of the shows and I won't smoke pot all day. Maybe even stop the day before or something. And just be crazy super sober for the first recording. And then between the first show and the second show, smoke as much weed and do as much edibles as I can. And then try to do the exact same set again. 
<laughs> try to do the album again, and then people can listen to both and see the good and the bad. Like and, lose your conclusion one and two. Yeah, and what, your like conclusion like, is that Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like but with Doug Benson, <laughs> yeah. like baked, I like that. baked and unbaked. Or stoned and unstoned, or something like that. But the what did Guns N' Roses do? Lose your illusion. Was it two one and two two versions of it, or it was, was it just like two dicks? Two different albums. It was two completely different albums. Oh. So that Same. doesn't make Brian sense. Brian was just having fun. He's a silly boy. Yeah, he just says things. This motherfucker. <laughs> so you'll sell uh, one or the other? Is that one you'll release? No, no, you free? buy both. You buy it's a double, both. Album. double album. You buy them both. Oh, okay. And I also dream of a day where I can do a tour where, like, you know how Pearl Jam sold like every night of a tour on on cd mm -hmm. that one time and and bootlegs obviously happen to everybody all the time but i'd like to make my own bootleg and and just make like do a tour of 10 cities and and uh, the same act essentially that whatever i'm doing at that time and then uh record it in each place and you can buy mm -hmm. you can buy more than one if you want to see the differences or you can just buy the one from the city you're from We've or from a city you think will be funny to hear oh, me right. interacting with people of that city that's a funny idea have a bunch of different recordings to choose from. Um, some comics used to sell recordings of the show that you just went to. Yeah. They'd sell like CDs. And a, and a club or two has tried to kind of toy with that sort of you gotta idea. Got to burn a lot of goddamn but it, CDs. Though. But it also doesn't, it only appeals to the drunkest audience members that, that, yelled, out, that yelled out the dumbest Ooh. shit. You know, it's kind of a weird thing to say, here by what you just, what just happened. You know? Right. But that's what I'm doing with podcasts. Like I do podcasts where. People were there live, and, yeah, they, and then they listen enough. to it later. Yeah. And then like you yeah, collect but, their email address, and you go, here, I'm going to send you a link to where you can buy this you, for five bucks. You have your podcast set up where some of them are free, some of them aren't. Is that there's how you do it? There's a weekly free one. A one weekly free one. And then there's one. bonus free ones that I do, like where I record. Like if I'm in a rental car with another comic, I'll just record an episode of the show while we're driving. Right. And so I put those up pretty frequently. And then like once or twice a month, usually once a month, I'll have a episode that's $2 in the comedy album section of iTunes, which is a fun place to be and to be that cheap. Cause like right now, one of mine is like number one cause it's only $2 and the, all the album, all the albums behind it costs like eight bucks. Damn. So you get a nice, cool. you get a nice placement for a little while and then it falls pretty fast. Cause you know, the, the, people will buy it later, but most people buy it, you know, right away or, you know, shortly after it goes, becomes available. And it's, you know, the money's okay. I will okay. ask you off air how much the money is. Well, you know, it's, I don't know if it's, it's just a different Brian's route. that I it's gang a, signs at me. It's a different route that I've gone instead of, uh, instead of having actual advertisers. Yeah. But I like am not against it. having advertisers. I just haven't, hard to get. haven't found the right match. Yeah, people um, I just don't... got the ones that every other podcast has. Yeah. And I did those for a while, and I just felt like... If I listen to a bunch of podcasts, if I had to always hear about Audible books every podcast I listen to, but what yeah. about one eight hundred flowers, Doug? Uh, I never did that one, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, or Adam and Eve or whatever. I wouldn't want to hear about the same thing all over the place. Yeah, I think each show should have its own thing. Unfortunately for me, movie studios can't really support me because I trash movies, and I can't get like a movie theater chain to support me because people go see movies at the theater near their house. Do you ever feel like confined by the theme? of your podcast the movie thing yeah well i would if i were you and you know like your your interest in and the amount of movies you see is so far fewer than than what i do so like i could see where that could be limiting if you do you see like a movie but why day? would you choose that you know right like, no but I, mean, I don't mean like, that i mean just you but if you were in a comic and you were and you were 
and you worked in UFC like you do, would you would you do you think you'd be able to find ongoing satisfaction in just talking about UFC as a podcast? Yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, so that's that's how much I love movies. Right. It's just that I could just I could talk on and on and on. But if I just it. had to do just a UFC podcast every week, I'd feel a little defined by it. Or but you you, or, or, you would, yeah, because you've got so many other areas that you're interested in. But yeah. I'm saying, like somebody who's just really that's their main focus. Yeah. Like, because for me, growing up, my main focus was just movies. I just really? Wanted, I wanted to, you know, watch what? them and be in them, and that's all I cared about. Do you uh, do, do you write scripts? And TV or anything? too, of course. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I've you know I've grown really. Uh, I that's the the good and bad of podcasting is it's allowed me to talk about and participate in what I want to do without ever having to sit by myself and write. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, like the process of just sitting and writing something while the outcome is very satisfying. Like right now I'm I'm working on a book and it's, you know, it's torture for me to sit down and, you know, write a chapter of my book. Why is that? Because I just, just sitting there by myself writing is just not, it's no fun to me. I want to always have, you know, a TV on or listening to something or watching something, going, you know, going out and doing something. Go to Starbucks. What is that? Is yeah, that exactly. Like a, is that an ADD thing? That's what thing? those guys are. That's yeah. what they are. It's like I do enjoy sometimes sitting in a Whole Foods or something and getting work done yeah, on my Whole computer. Because awesome. it's fun to have all that weird stimuli around you, but you can still just kind of look at your, what you're doing wow. and then just look up whenever anything yeah. interesting It gives you ideas, too, when you're looking around. Well, well just, and it's yeah. certainly if you, if you have your Twitter handy, it's like, you know, you see something stupid happen. Especially when you're you baked to the gills. It. Yeah. Oh, we got to wrap this bitch up. But that's the thing. I do like... Uh, Thank God I do have the marijuana. Not God, but you know what I mean. Jesus. Uh, yes. Thank Jesus Odin. I have Praise Odin. I have marijuana because that does help to make writing less boring and frustrating. Yeah. Doug Benson thinks writing is boring. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Doug Benson, follow him on Twitter. D-O-U-G-B-E-N-S-O-N, son. Benson, bitches. Respect. And uh, follow the Death Squad on iTunes. Uh, thank you to The Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for The Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you get 15% off your new girlfriend. And uh, yeah, don't, for, don't forget, fuck those things. Use it, abuse it, and follow what Doug's instructions are. <laughs> thank you to Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, makers of Alpha Brain, the cognitive enhancement substance and supplement and um thank you to uh also uh new mood the, the other new thing that they got and shroom tech which is the um the uh, athletic <laughs> performance enhancing supplement that's legal it's uh the chinese uh olympic team used it it's a cordyceps mushroom uh supplement that's really good for uh it gives you like a, a little boost of extra endurance when you're in heavy duty hardcore training and you're working out hard um, so that's onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. And if you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for the flashlight and uh, enter in the code name, or no, not the flashlight, click on the link for O-N-N-I-T, onnit.com, the alpha brain link. You know what I'm talking about, bitches. Click on that shit. Put in my name and save some money. Or don't. Do whatever you want, man. I'm not fucking telling you what to do. Doug Benson, are you telling anybody what to do? No, no sir. No, sir. We might have smoked too pop, too much pot before this podcast. Just a little before, but a little bit no, in the I middle we of it too. In the middle of it, maybe. And Doug will be joining us tomorrow on the in the Minas Turn Corner. Yeah, Doug will be oh, joining yeah. us tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be doing the Ice House. 
Tomorrow with the Ice House oh. in Pasadena. Um, the second stage, you want to go to stage two. It's a small place. It's only 85 seats. It's probably going to sell I'm gonna out. I'm going to be high I haven't even tweeted that. it yet, but we're going to tweet it right after we get off this uh, podcast. But um, they're awesome shows. We, we do them there um, as much as possible. The last time we did it, it was uh, a packed house. And this time we got John Reap. We got Little Benson. Esther, Little Esther. Yoshi. Yoshi. And a secret surprise and guest. a secret surprise. It's going to be a big, fat, fucking chilled out party. So enjoy. So uh, thank you to everybody. And uh, we'll see you dirty bitches tomorrow. <laughs>